0: Hello everybody and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast, Food and Wine Edition. And who else to join me but my good buddy Bob Sycon? Hey Bob, pull up a f- wonderful stool and let's get full. Of, let's get our bellies full with food and beer. How's that sound?
1: Yeah, two days in two days in one week. Holy crap! When you call somebody up from the minor leagues, you give them a full cup of coffee.
0: Well, we got you a ten day. You're you got a ten day trial like they do usually with the minor leagues. They'll bring you up for ten days usually.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I better do a good job or I'll get sent right back down. Yeah. No, I probably will anyway.
0: No, you've never but. been sent down. You just retire on me from here and there. That's the yeah. problem.
1: <laughs> well, I like, to, I like to go sit out in the bullpen, you know, chew a little bit of bubble gum, mm-hmm. uh, you know, chit-chat with the guys. And, and then every once in a while, something crosses my mind as to uh, gets me all uh, worked up or uh, jazzed up and – and then I, I feel like I have to come on and talk about it. Like, like for instance, uh, this crazy pay-for-fast-pass system that they're starting to trial at Disney. Boy, is that going to be a mess.
0: Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. We'll, we'll probably really destroy that on Sunday. But we'll do a little short blurb here because this is supposed to be a fun weekday show, which I lo- that's the reason I like these is... It ain't Doug always crying and complaining over the weekend because Disney did something else wrong. But the pay-to-play deal, I have never been for it. And if that's the case, even with the extra magic hours for like deluxe resorts, I think Disney is screwing over the moderate and the value because... The, re- the reason you pay the prices you pay for the moderate and the value is for the extra perks that you get for being out of go in early and leave late because the hotels are not nicer than the ones you could stay at on Hotel Plaza Boulevard for half the money. So if you're not going to get any perks, you might as well stay off property then because the transportation is nowhere near as good as it used to be. The the skyliners are always breaking down. So what? You might as well just save your hundred and fifty a day and stay off property if if that's the case. And I'm a travel agent that's going to lose from it. But the bottom line is, Bob, do you think Pop Century's worth it if you can't stay late or enter early? Well, I
1: I honestly I don't even know if going into a park is going to be worth it. I I said that the last couple times. <clears throat> uh, well, Mary hasn't been into a park and probably a couple of years because she just enjoys the resort so much. And, and, and I didn't go at all when we went in February, we're only going to, I'm only going to go in one day when we go in August. Um, but you know, there's a, a decent YouTube video. Um, I just uh, tweeted it out a few minutes back, uh, that goes into a little more depth as to all the myriad of ways, uh, that this is going to be a mess. And, uh, it's by Mickey views. Uh, uh, he uh, doesn't just report the news he's a lot like uh, us like you and John kind of telling it like it is and um, I think it's worth watching it's not all that long but but that's where I finally caught it and I told Mary I said you're going to need to sit down and watch this with me because the way he's making this the spill down from, from the pay for fast pass down to our premium whatever they're calling it uh, down to the regular standby line and making reservations for a standby line <clears throat> that's just gonna it's just gonna uh, I think uh, cause uh, uh, not only the guests but the cast members uh, a bunch of chaos in the park and uh, you know why they're deciding to go this direction with the you know obvious reason being uh, money money money
0: money 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 and money. <laughs> I
1: sent a picture to a friend of mine that's a cast member. a Picture of Doctor Evil, yeah. and said I have a friend, and he he's convinced that that, that Jay Peck is Doctor Evil.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, and it's disciple, and his his big leader is is Bob Iger, who started all this. But the bottom line is. It's a joke. The rides the I don't believe in I, I've always liked Fast Pass because it's what I've known. But the more I've seen it gone, the rides the lines move ten times faster without Fast Pass. Because the cast members only have one line to deal with. No bull. They just keep loading the cars and the the ride never stops. Even with Fast Pass. It slows both lines down because now you're merging. It's like a highway, even though there's no lights. When it merges, there's still it stops the traffic. Am I wrong, Bob? Yeah, I,
1: it's got to be a much easier flow because you know, with a fast pass, uh, with single rider lines, with the standard standby line. I mean, you got like three things merging at once sometimes. And you know you're it's basically playing Solomon as a, whose turn it is it
0: Exactly. Just one line, whatever's most important to you, you go get in it, and it should be fair for all. So how about we do this, Bob? We'll take it one step further, and I'll probably mention this again Sunday if if people don't listen to this one. How about we do this then? Be it's it's all about because all I hear from all the knuckleheads online is everybody else does it, so Disney has to do it. And the blah blah blah, and then the other thing, they're in it to make money. They're in it to make money. I don't. Want to hear it. So, okay, if they're in it to make money, I hope everybody that does the fast pass and pays for it and you enjoy you enjoy just dumping money, give it to them. You should just send money monthly. Like you know how you do St. Jude's and all these wonderful foundations, like I do. We me and my wife donate all the time. You if you love them so much, why don't you just send Disney an extra hundred every month? Just to do it because you're a Disney fan. They deserve it that much. You gotta help them out because they really need it. And what they should do is, I'm hoping they change it too. Like, know how, Bob, you book your California grill, uh, your your reservation a month in advance if you want to go there? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Disney should do this. If Doug shows up, say Bob books a month in advance and it's beautiful Mary's birthday, but Doug shows up and gets up to the major d' and says, I'll give you an extra 200 for a table tonight. Screw you, Bob. You don't get your reservation because I'm here to pay. That's the way they should do it. At, at Rope Drop, they should just have a bunch of cast members standing at the gate saying, god, 50 bucks, you get in a half hour early. Just let, just keep making money. And then they, Disney should hire auctioneers for every god darn ride. Put an auctioneer in front of every ride. Give me 20, 20, 30, 30. Give me 40, 40. And just keep bidding the prices down. Whoever pays the most gets on. I think that's what they should do. 100%. The hell with it. They, they should be no holds barred. If you have money, you get on. That's the way they should do it.
1: And, and that's Part of what uh, this young man alludes to in the video, too. Now, I haven't seen it if, yet, but God gonna, bless him. Well, I mean, he essentially is uh, suggesting or saying that, that, that Disney, because they're trying to control the crowd, if, if they have a... They ain't a, trying to control heavy, the
0: crowds. They just want money. They don't care about you or the crowds. If they well, wanted to control the crowds, there would be no Fast Pass. If you wanted to wait in line, you wait in line or you would go home. Now they're just they're just catering to people who want to pay. And they don't care about me and you because the more people that pay, the longer the lines are going to get because they're going to stop. Because they're going to have more people in the fast pass line. So nobody in a stand line, line is never going to get on. So they really don't care about crowds, Bob.
1: Holy smokes, I didn't know it was going to get you this worth
0: it. Oh, it's aggravating the hell out of me. It always has because I've listened to other shows where, you know, if I stay at the Grand Floridian, I deserve a better vacation than you staying at Pop because I am better than you because I chose the Grand Floridian. Hey, just because I stay at Pop doesn't mean I don't have the money you have. It's just because I don't feel like blowing it and and saying – when I get back from my trip, yeah, I stayed at the Grand Flow. I am special. I'm rolling in it. Now, because I'm in the parks, I want to be in the parks. I ain't spending my trip at the Grand Floridian. It's beautiful. I love it, but I, 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 I'm at the parks most of the time, so I don't see the price. The reason you're paying to stay at the Grand Floridian is the beauty of the resort, the multiple pools, the extra transportation to the parks, the bigger rooms, the nice rooms, Citrus Coast, uh, Vicky and Al's, uh, the spas. That's why you're staying at the Grand Floridian. It was never intended that the parks were supposed to be added to that. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're not wrong. I and, get a better and, and mattress at the
0: Grand Floridian than I do at Pop Century.
1: Mm, I, I, you know, it depends on what your tastes are, too. I mean, for instance, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned those, two because the uh, only time that my brother and his family have been able to come down to Walt Disney World uh, was on a business trip for him. He They held a national conference for his employer and, and the resort they had it at was at the Grand Floridian. So he did about two, three nights at Grand Floridian and he wanted to stay a couple extra nights and we were down there visiting with him. And he said, well, where should I stay? I said, how much do you want to pay? And he said, well, not this much. And I so I booked him Pop Century. That's where Mary and I were as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And when he got
1: to Pop Century, his first words to me was, oh, well, this is more my style.
0: Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and that's fine. And it's beautiful. And they, the updates are great. I love Riverside. I've stayed everywhere else almost. I love the Animal Kingdom. But I don't feel like because I stay at Riverside and somebody stays at All Star or Pop that I deserve more than they do. I get more than they do at my resort. The park should be equal to all of us. That's always been my opinion, and it always will be my opinion. You know, just because... uh, just because I can afford a Porsche and I buy a, a Taurus doesn't mean I expect the tar- – I mean, uh, well, it shows you how old I am. Just because if I want a Porsche but I buy my Kia Soul doesn't mean I expect my Kia Soul to break down. The Porsche probably won't run as long as my Kia will, if you understand what I'm saying. But that's my choice, what I buy. But and it'll
1: be a hell of a lot more expensive to fix, too.
0: Exactly. But the bottom line is I don't like the pay as you stay. But I hope, I hope if they do this, I really hope Disney totally goes – the 100%, so I hate them so much that I don't want to go back. So I hope they really do grab every last nickel, because that's what they're doing. Don't you remember when I said, I hope they create a wreck Ralph at every resort that grabs you, and before you leave, they should turn you and every member of your family upside down and shake every last damn nickel out of your freaking pocket before you leave. That would be the greatest ride at the end, don't you think, Bob? He rips your <laughs> shoes off to make sure you're not keeping any money in your shoes either. Just shakes you that, until that, every nickel comes out. That but that anyway, <clears> yeah, <throat> but the bottom line is, yeah, just do it with the restaurants. Oh, you had reservations at the boathouse, Bob No, Mr. Johnson over here, he offered an extra fifty dollars for your table. Tough crap. go home. you don't eat tonight. That's the way that <laughs> but what what would stop them from doing that? What's the difference between that and paying to get on the rides? Like whatever happened to hard work? Like you get up, you do rope drop, you get to the park, and you get in line. This country has become to the part now where paying is everything. Doing doing the homework, doing the work it means nothing. It, it everything now is turned into the almighty buck, and I don't want to wait or I gotta have it now, and I can't wait for anything. No work is involved.
1: I 100 percent agree with you. That's why I made the point that Mary and I aren't sure it's even going to be worth going to a park. I, mean, I just bought one ticket for one day. It was one hundred sixteen dollars. Yeah, and, and I don't, for, and you don't common. deserve
0: to go on any rides, Bob. If you want to go on sewer, you should have to pay an extra ten dollars, Bobby. If you really want to do that.
1: Well, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen, right? Because at the end of the day, um, I, yeah, when they start doing all of this, and we go into the park, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get on a attraction, then why spend the hundred sixteen dollars? Now, for me on this trip it mainly was because I want to go in. I love World Showcase, food and wine's going on because of our our move up to Kentucky and now Tennessee. um, I haven't been able to get food and wine in a number of years. So to me, that was, a uh, you know, to go for one day was a, a reasonable decision to make. But if I were there on a trip and I had spent several hundred thousand dollars on park hopper tickets and i had no guarantee whatsoever of first getting a park reservation because that's not going away and second not being able to ride any more than maybe three or four rides not worth it at all i might as well stay at the resorts and just hang hang at the blue bar
0: and and this is why i get pissed off and everybody acts like doug's a a jay and we got to get into food and wine before I continue to go. But anyway, when I went, let's just play it this way. Like 97, Bob, a day in the park was like 60 bucks. Wasn't it somewhere around there a day?
1: Sounds like, yeah. Uh,
0: roughly. To get, now, to get, uh, to get down
1: uh, to 60 bucks nowadays, you got to buy a 10-day ticket.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the bottom line is it was around 60, 70, so it's doubled. Bob, has your salary, like the, the year before you retired, did your salary double from 97? Were you making double what you made in 97? I
1: don't
0: think I was. No, there's no way in hell you were making double. I I know I'm not. I'm not even – I bet most people between 97 and now that work a normal job that don't own their own business or haven't hit the lottery, I guarantee you your, your salary has not doubled in the last 20 years. I guarantee it. I don't know. Do you know anybody that their salary doubled in twenty years? A normal worker. I'm not talking about the CEO and people like that. I'm just talking about like like if you're a school teacher. Do you think in '97 if you were making twenty two dollars an hour, you're making forty four now? Oh, my goodness, no. Exactly. You think a cop's making double salary? You think a fireman? No, a nurse? You think a nurse who made, say, $28 an hour is making 56 an hour or $30, whatever? It's bull. No, it's not. But it's okay for Disney to charge you double, and that's fine, and we're still paying it. But now they're going to add they want you to pay as you go, too. So it's yeah, just... Yeah, no, I, I,
1: that's the thing that really irks me is, and I said this on the show this past Sunday, but... But Mary's theory is that Disney's trying to reorient themselves to have a clientele that is a more affluent uh, group of people. Yeah, and well, this is just one thing that pushes them in that direction. Because unless, get the watch the video. I, I did tweet it out earlier. I'll try. I'll try to tweet it again later in case uh, people don't want to go back and search for it. It's on. It's all in WDW on Twitter. But that, that's part of the point that this guy makes he said if you're a family of four and you walk up to a ride and you're set and, and you want to get fast passes so that you can ensure that you're going to be on the lot ride it's going to be like 10 to 20 dollars a head who's gonna who's gonna pay that family of four another 40 to 80 dollars
0: yeah, well, because listen they there, want Pete. to ride that ride yeah, but people have money who don't care about it. You know, so apparently, like, this is whatever you get. Money, you know, you'll hear, it, well, I paid, blah, blah, blah. But this is the problem with it. Just because you, you're you you're well off, this family of four, he might have kids he still wants to put through college. He's working. He's a school teacher or whatever like that. When you already put out six, five or six grand for a trip, like, you already paid for one day. to Say you're going to see Rise of the Resistance. $120 a person a ticket. 480 for a family of four. Now you're told on top of that, if you want to ride... Uh Slinky dog, and you want to do rise and resistance. Now it's another hundred dollars. I mean, is that fair? It isn't that the man doesn't, have, but the guy, the guy's working hard for his money, and you continue. They just want to keep taking it. But everybody will say is, well, Disney's in it for their shareholders and stockholder. I'm tired of that. Like I'm tired of y'all making excuses for them. It's just wrong. They are not hurting for money. They made money hand over fist on Disney Plus. Everybody's going back to the parks instead of them being thankful. Everybody's returning and and hopefully. We were getting COVID behind us. Now they're going to use this as a way to gouge you and get even more money out of you and shame on them. It, it's getting to the point where I'm getting – I'm like up to my wits end with this crap. But anywho. And, and,
1: and, and that's saying something since four days ago. Yeah. You and I were on a podcast where we kept saying that we're going to tell it like it is, but yeah. we still love going there. I, and still I mentioned do. To you Yeah, And I mentioned to you, I said, you know <laughs> – I mentioned this to a, a, another friend of mine, a different one than I mentioned a few moments, moments ago, who's a former cast member. And I said, yeah, I, you know, we're getting to the point where we really need to find a different vacation destination. And then I texted him the second second after and I said, but then I've said that before. Oh, I know. And, it's I'm, I,
0: he, I'll hang up he, and book another trip. That's the idiot part that, of me.
1: Exactly. And and he came back and he said what I said on the show Sunday. He said the problem is there isn't really anything competitive to it as far as the number of things that you can do in one location, whether it's parks, resorts, dining,
0: uh,
1: water parks. I mean, there's just – Yeah, see, I
0: I agree with you. But I also think the problem with us is we are addicted to the brand, like all the – uh, Figment and Mickey and and everything to uh, Frozen like we've we're we're indoctrinated into it if you understand what I'm saying the whole atmosphere Slinky Dog Toy Story we love all that that's what we love is the problem with it we're addicted to that we're addicted to the landscape of the place and that's a sad part but anywho let's stop this now and get on to okay. food and wine uh, and do something positive and all right. be happy all
1: right. so sorry folks we didn't mean to drag you through the muck. Uh, this is you did a- you're
0: the reason we did that muck drive so i blame you
1: <laughs> well hey i said there's some times where things just get me all jazzed up and this has happened in the last couple of days if it would have happened last saturday we would have talked about it on sunday but i have no guarantee you're not going to send me down at the end of the show so i have no. to say it now
0: there you go uh,
1: all right So uh, Food & Wine 2021, Uh, the menus literally dropped about an hour and a half ago. I texted Doug and said, hey, menus dropped. You want to do a show? And he said, can I at least put the groceries down?
0: Yeah, I had Uh, lumber and groceries, so I had to put them both away.
1: (laughs) So, folks, we're turning this around really, really quickly. Uh, Doug, some highlights first. Uh, The Food & Wine Festival is going to start. Uh, July 15th so it starts next week and it runs through November 20th so it's a really long uh, window Uh, does include my August trip yay for me finally I get to go back to food and wine
2: Um, you you do
1: need to have a park ticket to Epcot as well as a park reservation to Epcot so uh, I've got those all secured already uh, but keep that in mind A couple disclaimers on their site. Offerings may be limited. Now, maybe they've said that before, uh, but I've never noticed it. And I'm thinking about things like you'll see when we get into the menus later that there's a lobster tail on one of the uh, uh, marketplace menus. I mean, maybe (laughs) they've sold too many lobster tails, Doug. uh, They may want to cut it off. Well, well, maybe
0: they order so many when they run out, they run out.
1: They run out. And then finally, marketplace and items subject to closure or change without notice. I have actually been at festivals where I've seen that uh, when I've walked up to a, a, a particular booth or marketplace uh, where the menu's different from what it is that I had published prior
2: mm-hmm.
1: and researched it afterwards and found out um that uh, they did make some type of a change. Maybe bad feedback from a customer, bad logistics as far as being able to get the enough of the item prepared and ready to uh, supply. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I counted up 32 places to get food. 32, yep.
0: I, I don't That's know think it was. Tw- I, think it was tw- I think it was 27 last year. I think there's five more booths this year.
1: Well, here's the disappointing part. Nine of those, don't even open until October 1st and of course when I thought about that well that's the anniversary maybe they're going to use these marketplaces to try to drive some traffic to Epcot as opposed to Magic Kingdom on October 1st but but there's some pretty name uh marketplaces that aren't even opening until October
0: well I'm thinking like I and all I we were just doing this now and This is, I'm looking at the Alps because that's going to be the first one we're doing. We're doing in alphabetical order. One of the things I might be thinking about these October 1st ones by looking at the Alps, maybe this isn't food that I'd want to eat on a 100 degree day. And once it gets cooler, these will be more advantageous for me to try.
1: So don't disagree with that at all. Um, It's just, I was surprised to see the Alps is one of them. As you mentioned, Belgium and their Belgian waffles aren't opening till October 1st, and that's always been a fan favorite right from the get-go. Uh, Brazil with the crispy pork belly, India, Ireland with the fisherman's seafood pie. Which yeah,
0: but that fisherman's seafood pie, that is awesome. But I will say, I would not want a fisherman's seafood pie on October 15th. And even the waffles, I think they go better on a, a cooler night.
1: Don't that, disagree that, with that, but for me, going in August, yeah. it's disappointing because yes. I would have wanted to have the fisherman Seafood Pie in Ireland. I would have wanted to have the Bangers and Mash in Ireland, no, Spain, I, uh, the paella, the seafood salad. Mary and I love that seafood salad. Now, I, that I sounds would,
0: good. Now, that would bu- be good I, in August. I,
1: I would have bought one of those yeah. and carried it out to her at the resort so she yeah. could have had it. Yep. You know, so so disappointed in that regard. Uh, about thirty percent of the festival doesn't start till October first. The other seventy percent opens on July fifteenth, which is still good. Mm-hmm. That uh, the festival is going to be opening up really um, soon, uh, at least you know from my perspective, they, being they... a visitor or not in August.
0: I'm happy for you because you're you know you've been food and wine crazy for a long long time, like we all have, and I'm happy that. For you, But I still say they now that they stretch this all the way back, just like they did with Halloween, they should just do some kind of summer party for all the parks. Uh, You know, you understand what I'm saying, Bob, have a summer food, food festival at the park, make it a a barbecue fest or something. Am I wrong? I mean, if you want to have food and wine, yeah,
1: some of these menu items and some of these marketplaces would fit perfectly in what you just said. I mean, we'll get into them. Mm-hmm. In a second, but but you you'll be able to call out, "Hey, this one would go with good be a good summer
0: one." Exactly. This would be a good summer one. And I have mean, a, so, and have a summer so, party at the Magic Kingdom so you don't have to have Halloween in August. It's stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that either. No. I mean, especially when uh, when you got Boobash starting. What's the date Boobash is starting? August
0: seventeenth. I, mean, I don't know, so yeah. don't text me, but it's somewhere right around this August middle of August. It might even be it might even be August fifth or sixth now. I mean who the hell knows? But it's way early. It's crazy. Well, I mean, well
1: Disney'll tell you it's way early because they have such a demand. No,
0: it's bull crap. They, they just want the dances.
1: money. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd go there. All right, let's jump into the Elf. So we're going to cover mainly the food today. Um, you know, I did tweet out a little bit earlier the link to uh, the um, page on Disney World's website. Go to It's All and WDW on Twitter. Uh, look at my tweets. I'll try to do it again after we're done here. And once Doug does get the uh, um, uh, show dropped, uh, but the Alps, uh, opening October 1st, uh, is, num- is the first one. Uh, very popular item, not something that I'm interested in. I've had this type of thing before, and it just wasn't my jam. Uh, but the warm raclette, Swiss cheese with alpine ham, baby potatoes, cornichons, and baguettes. Uh, the warm raclette Swiss cheese with baby potatoes, cornichons, and baguette. So, basically, you're getting it with the Alpine ham or without. I'm sure the price will be a little less for the one without the ham. And then, finally, for dessert, a blueberry and almond frangipane tart with creme fraiche. Uh, and then a bunch of wines when it comes to the uh, beverages, if you want to take a look. Anything interested, interesting to you in that, Doug?
0: Yeah, I've had the Swiss cheese and the Alpine ham. It's, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. I mean... Uh, this menu looks pretty much what you would expect from the Ops. Am I wrong? I,
1: it's basically what they've been yeah, yeah. in the last couple of years. I've seen it a lot of, uh, a lot of it um, because we haven't been able to go on live streams. And everybody raves over it. Uh, it like I said, it's just not our jam. I, we've had things like this in our regular life with friends that yeah. uh, we have, and it's good but it's not something we go out of our way to get
2: not now not. in
1: Australia uh, used to be a place where at least Mrs. All in WDW would go, uh, go out of her way uh, to get a roasted lamb chop, but they've changed recipe uh, since we've been there last uh, roasted lamb chop with sweet potato puree, bushberry pea salad and pistachio pomegranate gremolata and, um, I'm not going to say that she wouldn't try that if she were going into the park, but it's definitely not uh, the one that uh, she really, really liked, which had the little pesto and potato crunchies. Uh, The grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas uh, is uh, eerily similar to the shrimp dish that they've been supplying the last several years. Might be a few little changes, but basically the same.
0: I've had that and, before. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, fine, and finally, for dessert, uh, the deconstructed pavlova with pastry cream, citrus macerated berries, and lemon myrtle meringue. I,
0: I, I don't um, know what it is with me. I do not like things deconstructed. I want to construct it, I guess, because I'm a construction worker, but I don't want to <laughs> deconstruct it. I want to construct it. That's what I'm paying you to do.
1: I actually wouldn't mind seeing that deconstructed pavlova. Maybe they supplied that last year and I can go back and look at an old video. Uh, Because what I found with the one that was not deconstructed uh, was that it, uh, it, you know, was very uh, uh, sort of like, it was like a a hard on the outside, soft on the inside type thing. It just, that was not, um, that wasn't our thing either. Uh, We probably would uh, try the lamb chop. Um it's not something, if I'm going in by myself, which I am, that's on my list. But uh, that would be something that Mary would probably want.
0: We would probably get the shrimp, me and Brenda, because I've had this before, and I enjoyed it. I, I if, if shrimp or scallops are on the menu, there's a 99% chance me and Brenda's going to try it. We might not always like it. If the shrimp's cooked right, it's usually, it all depends on if, if the shrimp or the scallops are cooked right. Usually the flavors I usually enjoy. It all depends on the cooking of the shrimp or how long it's been sitting there. Do you agree with me on the shrimp and scallops? Uh,
1: yeah, no, I do agree with that. But then you make shrimp quite a bit, uh, especially the garlic shrimp. Yeah. Um, and I make I all kinds of shrimp. I do that... shrimp
0: tacos all the time. I'm always cooking shrimp. Got and, it. and I
1: know you feel that you do a really good job of cooking the shrimp. Well, mm-hmm. for me, it's a similar type thing, whether it's my son or me. Uh, I feel like I do a pretty good job with shrimp. It's such a common thing, an easy thing to be able to do yourself as long as you have the seasoning right. Getting it at a festival is just not exciting to me. I want to get something that I'm not necessarily going to make myself. Mm -hmm. And we just don't make lamb chops all that much. So that's why I would go that direction.
0: Yeah, see, we don't because we lamb is, you know, we don't, I always, and you know this, everybody picks on me. I call lamb Bambi for some reason. I know it's not deer meat. It's just, <laughs> lamb meat is just, I don't know what it is. I don't eat it. It's same thing with veal. I don't eat veal because I don't want baby calves. You understand what I'm saying? It's just, it's just my own lit- ideology, if you understand what I'm saying, my craziness. Nope, and, but, nope,
1: and that's okay, and that's okay.
0: And then, but me and Brenda, like, who's a mom, like my, my mother-in-law has a seafood allergy. So we eat, we love seafood. Like, that's our favorite. That's our jam, seafood. That's like candy to me and Brenda eating any kind of seafood. But we don't eat it as much as we would like to. We eat it probably once or twice a week, but we would eat it. Before mom, we found out she had a seafood allergy. We probably ate seafood four or five times a week out of seven days. You know what I mean? At least four times. But shrimp or scalps, whenever it's there it's kind of like a person who loves cake can't walk by a piece of cake i love shrimp and scallops that much and and face it you can always find room for one shrimp or one a couple shrimp and a couple scalps oh, yeah.
1: uh, oh yeah no no I, they're so small right i mean yeah. you certainly could have a few i i mean i for me <laughs> excuse me for me um having shrimp out um i i'm not as of only because I know I can make it at home now. I am a lot more leery of trying to make scallops. I've done it before um, They were good uh, But I just I feel like I could get those prepared much better if I get them out Do you know so what I'd the biggest more...
0: you know what the biggest secret two secrets to cooking scallops are and it'll make your life a lot easier When you when you cook them before have you dried them?
2: Yes,
0: okay, you got to dry them with a towel like you know put them on a paper towel and dry them off get all the moisture out of them and number two is you got to get your pan hot you can't put them in with a with a warm pan because they don't sear you want to get the sear on them and cook them quick if you sit and if you let them sit way too long that's when they get they don't taste as good they get soggy instead of crisp they don't get that sear on them if you do those two things couple a few minutes on each side you'll you, they'll be just as easy as the as the shrimp is to you bob
1: yeah i, I just it that's the one thing is it's being able i mean any type of seafood is expensive but um it you know to pay that much money to just screw it up when you cook it it's just easier for me to go out the problem is you go out to when i do make scallops they're so good i i don't want just four scallops I want to have a decent portion of scallops. If you go out to a a really nice restaurant because they're scallops, they're going to charge you about $10 a scallop, and you're going to get four of them for 45 bucks.
0: Well, that's one of the things also that me and Brenda has also discovered, though. Like, you're right. Like, you you only need – I mean, you want a few more when you go out, and usually, like, at Disney, you get really good ones, especially if you go – over to canada where they had the risotto and stuff sometimes with them you know what i'm saying the mushroom risotto and all but like me and brenda when i we used to go out and buy a pound and it was just me and her and you get like 16 or 20 scalps and i don't usually like eating scallops much as leftovers bob i like them that day nice cooked I, mm-hmm. I really don't like reheating them that much so i've learned when i go to the store i tell the when i'm buying the seafood I'll have 12 scallops. So I'll have 10, depending on what I'm making. Like a lot of times we'll do, I'll do surf and turf. I'll make flaming mignon so Brenda's mom can have one. I'll do a flaming and I do the shrimp. And when I do the shrimp, I'll just go up to the seafood, up to the counter and say, give me 12 shrimp. Instead of a pound. Because usually I'll get... Twenty, twenty-five shrimp. We're not eating them, me and Brendan. And I'm constantly right. throwing away. So basically, now I know what our portions are, and it'll make it a lot easier for you to buy it. And it, I, I, it, cooking seafood becomes easier when you don't feel like you're throwing out as much. You just yep. buy exactly what you're going to eat, and don't be afraid to tell the guy. Listen, I'll have twelve shrimp, and I'll have ten scallops, and that's plenty. Who wants to eat more than that? Right. Exactly. So exactly. that's another that's way tip. that you that you won't feel bad about cooking them either. Like if you and Mary are in the move for scalps, stop at the at the store and buy eight scallops, Bob, and cook them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, but it's it's, it's not as overwhelming either. And 12, ten shrimp, you have a nice meal, but you're not throwing nothing away. Am I wrong?
1: Right. No, it's a good it's a great tip. It's a great that never thought to do that. Generally, your uh, inclination is to go up and say, "Hey, give me a half pound of shrimp," you know.
0: And mine used to be always a pound, a pound. pound. I'd walk up, give me a pound, give me a pound, pound, pound. And then all of a sudden, after about 10 years of doing that, that's how stupid I am. Finally, (laughs) one day it kicked into me and go, why am I buying a pound of these mini shrimp that it's like 36 shrimp? And me and Brenda are only eating like 15 or 16 of them. You follow me, Bob, with the real small ones? We do eight a piece in whatever I was making. Because I like to do seafood for a folly. Have you ever had that? Mm Mm-mm. It's with the farfalle noodles, a little bit of lemon, oh, yeah, little yeah. bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: little bit of garlic and all and then I'll throw shrimp and scallops in that Bob. Oh, and it's awesome. But the same thing. You get, you know, 15 20 shrimp in there, you get a few cuz then I'll do the baby scallops with that. You follow me? But you don't want many leftovers that I'll make a half a pound of the pasta, throw it a few scallops and shrimp in. It's a great meal for that night. Am I wrong? Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, portion. when you buy seafood, don't be afraid to portion control because you actually see if they're the big shrimp and you know you're only going to eat, you know, four or five of them, why buy a pound and throw it out because you're not going to reheat it. Right. So. right. So, so
1: let's move on to apple seed orchard. A um, couple of food items there, real short and simple, apple crumble tart and apple chips. Uh, this one ha- is more towards the beer and cider end of the spectrum. There's about half do- or a dozen really uh, choices from a beverage standpoint. But uh, if you want a little dessert and you like apple crumble, uh, then this is the place to go.
0: I have a feeling uh, if Brenda was with me, she'd probably make me try that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know we're not uh, big dessert people. So nah. we'd walk on by. Okay, also opening October 1st, Belgium. Uh, which really does surprise me. I, I appreciate your uh, comment from earlier about maybe this would be a much better thing to have in the autumn,
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: probably is, but the reason that it's uh, uh, brow raising for me is because Belgium is one of the uh, marketplaces just super, super popular. Pretty much everybody who ever goes to food and wine walks away with one of these Belgian waffles. Uh, so you have um, beer braised beef with served with smoked gouda, mashed potatoes. They've had those for a number of years, back to even when I uh, went last. Um, Belgian waffle with warm chocolate ganache and Belgian waffle with berry compote and whipped cream. Though that's a pretty standard me- menu for Belgium. I did notice watching some of the live streams last year, they they sort of flipped the uh, you know different uh waffle uh in there with different uh types of uh toppings so maybe they'll do that again this year i don't know uh i won't know because it doesn't open till october 1st and i won't go back by then
0: well then the crazy Uh, part is with food and wine too like you were just talking about something crazy might happen by then some of these might pop open from here and there because they do have soft openings so you never know what you'll find when you get there bob to be honest between now and august
1: Well, if I hope one of them is Brazil opening up, because they're not opening till October 1st either, also another wildly popular marketplace, uh, especially because of their crispy pork belly with black beans, tomato, and onions. Uh, I would have had that if I went. But the one I really am disappointed I'm not going to be able to get is the Brazilian seafood stew featuring scallops, shrimp, and whitefish with coconut lime sauce and steamed rice. Every time I watched that in the last year or two on a live stream, on a live stream, I was drooling, mm. and I was looking forward to that. If uh, since I was going to be going to Food and Wine, and now they threw me the curveball uh, that it's not going to be a booth that opens until October first. Damn.
0: Well, at both of these booths, I would have enjoyed. I would the the beer braised beef is awesome. With the smoked Gouda mashed potatoes, I really enjoy that because I didn't comment on that. I'm sorry. But the crispy pork belly, without a doubt, I've gotten every festival that that's been available. I've gotten it multiple times. The seafood now, I would love all that, but I do not, I and I love coconuts, but I do not like the coconut with the, the sauce. I don't like... I, I, now, I'm afraid, like, I would probably try it because I like to try it and not like it, but, like, even one of the only things that I didn't like at Yak and Yeti or at the, over at the uh, Magic Kingdom at, uh what is it, the Skipper Canteen, the both mm-hmm. of them had these seafood stews, and they had it like a coconut uh, broth, like a coconut curry broth, and I... I I couldn't stand either one of them, but I think I'm cool. going to like it because I see all the seafood involved, and the broth has ruined it for me in both places.
1: Well, that's too bad. I see, for me that, for me, either one of them would that you just described would have been interesting. I've made uh, a coconut uh, curry um, uh, chicken dish in the past, and if I had it with the scallops, the shrimp, and the whitefish, I think it'd be a really outstanding thing to have. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the recipe for this one and trying to make it myself since I can't get it uh, at the festival with them not being open. The crispy pork belly's kind of been hit and miss for me in the past. It has to
0: be cooked right, like we were talking about with the shrimp. It can't be sitting there. It has to be hot off the presses and ready to be eaten.
1: So the very first time I had it, I actually was walking around doing a... Uh, mm, uh, uh, sort of a YouTube video with uh, Rick Howard of Kingdom Magic Vacations and it was way overdone and we commented on it at the time but you know once we got done recording he looked at me and said boy that was not good <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 it, and it wasn't to your point has to be done right um, so for me uh, I, the, you're right the beer braised beef at Belgium is good I've had it in the past. It's probably something that I would have been okay passing on having again. Cause it's a little bit more ordinary. If I had to pick anything out of these two, uh, it would have been that seafood stew. And by the way, I missed the Brazilian cheese bread. And didn't mean to do that, but um it's cheese bread. Yeah, I I mean I, everybody it loves it. They rave it, they rave about it. I'm sure it's really delicious, but I just, uh, I'll pass
0: on. See, what I would do with that is I would get the cheese bread with the stew and use the bread to dip into the, the coconut lime sauce.
1: Well, there you go. That would work out,
0: <laughs> and you well, might like it. Yep, listen to this. This is what I had at Yak and Yeti, the Malaysian seafood curry. Tell me this doesn't sound good when you read it. Jumbo shrimp, Dungeness crab ravi, ravi, ravioli, Zucchini, spinach, tomato, mushroom tossed in a red curry coconut sauce. And that red curry coconut sauce, I can still taste it to this day. It's so sad. And I thought I was going to love that. I just can't. It just The curry and the coconut just don't work for me.
1: Hmm. See, now you've got me thinking because I wouldn't mind making uh, the same uh, coconut curry that I made for the chicken. A while back
2: mm-hmm. and
1: instead of putting instead of doing it with chicken uh do it with uh, shrimp scallops maybe some white fish like if the are described in this recipe and seeing how that turns out i you know i am not quite sure how uh you know uh how uh the uh, my my customers here in the house after
0: well, <laughs> uh, I, I will I,
1: like it but I,
0: if you want to go one step further, run to the local supermarket and buy yourself either a pound of Dungeness crab or a pound of snow crabs, wrap them in aluminum foil, throw them on the grill for like 10, 10 minutes, heat them up, crack them, and then put all the crab meat inside the dish too because I do that a lot with the seafood uh, pasta deals I do. And it adds a nice little sweet kicker over the top, Bob.
1: Or or you could probably do that with a lobster. You could do it, too.
0: See, I prefer the crab over lobster, but uh, you could. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Brew wings, buddy.
1: Yeah, so brew wing, brew dash wing at the Epcot Experience. You know what my first reaction was when I read this uh, food menu, Doug? Yeah. It sounds like buffalo wild wings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, garlic parmesan wings with celery and ranch barbecue wings with celery and ranch, traditional buffalo wings with celery and ranch, teriyaki sesame wings with celery and ranch, mango habanero wings with celery and ranch, cheese flatbread, pepperoni flatbread. I could go to Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: I could, but I would, I'll be honest with you. I would try them because I know I've eaten the Buffalo Wild Wings, but we have places around here like the Golden Nugget Tavern. That have the best wings on the planet, like they're like right up there, top five I've ever had, and we have different local bars and restaurants that have their wings, so I would try all these I'll be honest with you because i I'm not a big wings fan, but I like to try wings like i I'm one of these guys that love to eat them to try them to enjoy them to see how good they taste, but when it's all said and done, I'd rather have a big chicken breast with the same recipe on it because it's too much work trying to get eat fifteen wings to fill you up.
1: Oh, so that, that's interesting you say that because we actually went to the store yesterday, and they sell buffalo wild wing sauce in the store in uh, plastic bottles, and we bought uh, medium sauce. Uh, we love their Caribbean jerk sauce, and I got uh, Thai Thai chili. Mm-hmm. And and Mary said, "Why did you get all those?" And I said, "Because the next time I make chicken on the grill, we're I well I'll probably just." Season it simply with some salt and pepper. Do it on the grill. Chicken breast, uh, preferably thin because I've made the thick chicken breasts and they came out okay, but they're just, just like, way too thick. Uh, but anyway, um, and then just dip in the sauce.
0: Yeah. I and said, I would oh like Oh, my to,
1: God, that sounds phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it does. And I would like to try these because you don't know how they're going to prepare their wings, what kind of rub's going to be on them, what the texture's going to be. It's just like saying, like uh, – Like, you know how, have you eaten at homecoming yet? Yeah. Bob, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. good his chicken is. It has a different flavor than any other chicken. Am I wrong? It has a different texture. It's
1: different than other chicken, but it. I mean, if, if you were to ask me, Bob, make a list, a short list of things you think are overrated, I honestly feel homecoming is an overrated restaurant. I'm probably going to get. Now that I've given everyone my Twitter handle, they're probably going you know, to like be roasting me alive. But I just we've yeah. been there a couple of times and we just haven't been impressed.
0: Yeah, see now, me and Brenda love it. Well, I mean, I love their fried green tomatoes. I love their chicken. Their hush. Every, I've not. We've eaten there a few times now, and I've never had a bad meal there. And I don't think the prices are crazy. I don't think they, they're that expensive there either. So, I...
1: uh, very a uh, highly acclaimed restaurant. Like i said we have gone there a couple times but for us it hasn't for for the amount of uh uh raving that we hear on the internet uh-huh. uh, about homecoming it, it just doesn't stand up to that hype. To, okay. in our okay
0: and it's crazy it's it, well it's just like everything else it's like like boathouse i like you love you understand and i don't yeah. dislike it but I like the paddlefish now more than the boat. I, it, that's why they're all successful because they all, we let you say tomato. I say tomato, right? Bobby?
1: I say every year this time, uh, food and wine comes around. I say the exact same thing. The reason I love food and wine is the same reason I love talking about the Disney restaurants is everybody's got their own tastes and yep. everybody has their own opinions and nobody's wrong. Mm. It's just like, all right, so we'll go to Canada now. I haven't touched Canada in years, and that's because I really don't see a need to have Canadian cheddar cheese and bacon soup with a pretzel roll in the middle of August. And the Le Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle butter sauce, I've had many times, and it's inconsistent, and most of the time, it is a hockey puck.
0: Yeah, so... see now we, and you're right, and I've I've had that before, but like this trip that we just got back from Flower and Garden, and they had the filet at Canada there too. At uh, what what is it? Orange block, whatever they called it. It was it's the Canadian Pavilion. It was right there where this Pavilion is, and they had the filet mignon, and me and Brenda had it like four times, and it was phenomenal every time, Bob it was it was the and and the scalps we got there every uh northern bloom it was the northern bloom yep. we mm-hmm. got it there four times and it, that and the scalps each time with, it it was absolutely out of this world
2: well, and you're right you,
0: i would not want the canadian cheddar cheese in august but october november i'm in
1: but you can't move this booth to october 1st because it's so wildly popular probably more well obviously more popular than Belgium and yeah. uh, Brazil because of the beef filet mignon. Let me ask you this: You, I know, have made filet mignon a bunch of times, yeah, dozens of times, a uh, yeah. hundred times, a
0: hundred times, Is hundreds filet, of
1: times. Is not your filet mignon better than this?
0: It's very, yeah. It, I, perf- my wife thinks it's better. I'm going to be, yeah, mine's better because it's consistent. It's good every time I make it. But I know my. I'm making it. It's my temperatures, and it's made right for me, not hundreds of people. But this is awesome. When it's made right, it's right, and and I'm not opposed to telling them. When mine's bad, I just take it back and get another one. I have no shame. I'm not going to eat something bad that I pay for. I don't think you should be. There
1: should be any shame in that whatsoever. I've seen it happen on live streams. Now I know I've personally done it.
0: Yes, I so.
1: got a dish once. That was supposed to be a chicken and you know like almost like a chicken stew. They handed it to me and it literally had one piece of chicken in it. Yeah. And I t- said, handed it back to him. And I said, dude, this has like one piece of chicken.
0: hmm No, it's oh, sad. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, because they were just ladling something into a cardboard container. They weren't paying any attention.
0: See, and what I would do is see. This is the other thing that I think Disney should do better with. And I'm not trying to crit- crit- I'm just trying to critique. I'm not over criticizing. Because I love food and wine, and I love the whole atmosphere of Flower and Garden. Me and Brenda, my beautiful bride, we were roaming around Epcot like two children again this last trip. It was so awesome. It was I loved it so much just hanging out at – because tables were abundant, Bob, which were awesome. Like even though it was crowded, they seemed to have more tables and more areas for you to chill. We We got a table every single time we grabbed food, which that's awesome, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: It was so nice to share our meals, try, have drinks. We had a blast. But this is where I think Disney could do better. And I'm sorry, everybody's going to yell at Dougie again because, God forbid, he critiques the big mouse. When you're going to run a (laughs) festival from July, when you're going to stretch it this far, how about maybe you have, like, a salmon or something from Canada from from August until, like, October and then switch over to Canadian cheddar cheese soup. Would that make sense? Some kind of, of why don't they switch out some of these menus for the start of the summer and the end, if you're going to run it that far, you guys should be able to adapt on the fly. Am I wrong?
1: It's running for four months. I I think that's a, like a lot of your ideas is a really good idea. There was another dish that um, they had at uh, Canada at one point. I can't remember which festival it was. But it was a chicken chipotle sausage with a, I think, a polenta. Yeah. It was outstanding. I got that every time we went. But then it disappeared. They they have had fish in the past. I think they've had a trout dish in the past. Uh, they have had salmon there. I think that's that. That's, in fact, I've went I went pretty exhaustively through the menus. Uh, you know, before we started recording. And, and there's no salmon dish on here. In fact, I'm, I'll be hard-pressed to find anything that's a just a flat-out fish dish. Yeah. And it, 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 I mean, there's a, the, you'll see later for Ireland, there's their uh, fisherman seafood pie, but there was the Brazilian seafood stew that we just talked about, but I don't, I don't remember any type of fish dish.
0: No, uh, and it's it's sad. They should switch it up a little bit. And I would, Like, if you really need the Canadian cheddar cheese soup, Go into the restaurant, eat in the air condition where you can actually enjoy it because out in the middle of the Florida heat, I'm sorry. And I've spoke about this before. We talked about the grilled cheese. Remember that I came over by, uh, over by Test Track and all and they had this special grilled cheese and the tomato soup? I'm not eating tomato soup in July and August. Now, October, November, December, January, February, yeah. I'm in for a grilled cheese and tomato soup. I had a grilled cheese today. That's what I ate. Well, I hurried up so I could do this show. So that's my point. It's like they should be able to change this up, maybe do something a little lighter, and then bring in the Canadian cheddar around October 1st and do it then. I, I think that would be a perfect compromise, don't you?
1: Yeah, I I think it's a great idea.
0: And this does look look good. We aren't talking about alcoholic beverages unless something hits our uh, strikes our eye. But Collective Arts Audio, the visual lager from Hamilton in Ontario, I think I would enjoy that, Bob, because you know I'm a lager drinker.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, there's some uh, l- lager and wine there. Uh, not not as many options at some of the places. I noticed no. uh, it doesn't have any of uh, uh, John's uh, uh, um, Le, Fendemont. Le Fendemont, that He's going to be disappointed over that, oh. but I'm sure he's got other places to find it.
0: Well, he'll head over to the other cart where it's still on tap next to my moose head. Uh, <laughs> okay, so over China. to China. Uh, we
1: have uh, pan-fried chicken dumplings with house-made sweet and spicy sauce. Uh, this next one is probably one that would be on my list. It's uh, Ziran beef bao bun, uh, a grilled beef with cumin. Uh, I love the, I love China's bao buns. I don't like Jap- Japan's, but I love China's bao buns, and that probably uh, would make my cut. Uh, just based on beef bao buns that I've had there in the past. And then finally, the crispy fried pepper shrimp with spicy Sichuan noodles. Um, I've had the chicken dumplings. I've had the uh, uh, crispy fried pepper shrimp. Uh, I don't really see a need that I would have those again, but the beef bao bun, uh, for sure, because the ones they've made in the past were really, really good.
0: I love their Bao buns. I I'll be honest, and I always am. Uh, me and Brenda would buy all three Ds and and share. We would enjoy this. We really would, because we did a lot of that at Because Fla- we didn't eat entrees that night. Like we didn't go out to dinner a couple nights, so we went to the festival. If you, that's what we just ate around the world, and we had a blast. And I could see me buying all three Ds, because I have enjoyed uh, them before, and I know I would enjoy all three Ds again. That would be a nice little meal. I grab Brenda a nice glass of wine. I get myself a beer and we'd be chowing down on some Chinese food, Bob.
1: Well, there you go. So. Uh, the next one is all desserts and I'm not going anywhere close it, close to it. The Neither would me and Brenda.
0: Pie. Nah.
1: Candy jar donut made with M&M Snickers and Twix, mm. a sriracha glazed donut. All right. Now that one's a little bit interesting, mm. but I'm still not going to get it chef's donut of the day, okay? The donut box, pack of the four daily donuts and a crispy chicken on a sriracha glazed donut.
0: That would probably be the only thing I'd even think about trying. Hey. Cuz it would be like That's the uh, it would be like the uh with the Brazilian, with the uh I mean Belgium with the waffle. It's it's probably yeah. a version of that. So I'd try that.
1: Yeah, so step aside, chicken and waffles. We now have crispy chicken on a sriracha glazed
0: donut. Well, that's a knockoff of uh, Chef Art Smith with donuts and, and chicken. Did you we, have his chicken and donuts? They're good. We, we did not. No. Okay, yeah, they, that's really good, Bob. That's his signature dish. That's John's Lisa. John's wife, Lisa. That's her favorite. Oh, cool! Yeah, so
1: <clears throat> the beverages. Not that we're covering beverages, but one uh, there's one that stands out there. Left hand brewing, bittersweet imperial coffee milk stout. That'd yeah. be right in your wheelhouse, Doug.
0: I'm right handed, so I can't drink it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: on to Earth Eats,
1: hosted by Impossible uh. a Marketplace. That it's impossible to get me to stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Impossible Burger Slider with Wasabi Cream and Spicy Slaw on a Sesame Seed Bun. And then the Impossible Three Bean Chili.
0: It's not happening for me, but it does make me want to go out and get black beans and let my wife make those black bean burgers because they're out of this world.
1: Yes, it'd be better probably to have Brenda's than to go ahead and uh, waste food and wine dollars on... Don't get all over me. Hey, I, I don't have any problem with people yeah, being vegan, vegetarian, and all those kinds of things. It's just not my jam. No
0: yeah, well, Ain't mine either, but the black bean burgers are. Did I ever give you that recipe?
1: Oh, uh, probably not. I think I gave I, it I, to Brenda. You, I, I mean, to John. You, I
0: You would like you, it, Bob. I guarantee you, it.
1: You lost me a black bean burger.
0: I'm telling but, you, I... Bob, I kicked, screamed. I cried like a three-year-old that couldn't get a Mickey bar. I did not want it. But she made me make them, and I grill them. And when I tell you, when with the it's one of the best things that we have. I absolutely love it, and I thought I was going to hate it with all every fiber of my being. With the sauce and all she makes for it, it's out of this world. I'm telling you, Bob, you would like it. I, I know you. I know you would like it. I guarantee you would like it. And it's healthy as hell for you. So I have to get you the recipe and let you try it.
1: You love Now that you have at a grill, black bean burger.
0: I'm telling you, if you <laughs> like it, if you like it, I want a complete apology and you'll buy me dinner when we get to Disney World together.
1: You lost me at black bean burger.
0: No, I'm telling you. Have you ever tried one? Yes. Okay, well but I'm giving. Not not a,
1: not a fancy Brenda one, but no, I've I'm, tried black bean burgers. Mary loves them.
0: Loves uh, in, them. in fact,
1: uh, you, if you if you want to make black bean burgers. I'll give her mine, and I'll bring uh, Bangers and Mash to go.
0: There you go. But I'm telling you, you'll like this one. i got to get you the recipe. Anywho, Flavors of Fire hosted by the NFL on ESPN. Read it to us, How Bob. about
1: the NFL? Yeah, how about the NFL on ESPN? With their <clears throat> smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue, uh, I think this menu is pretty much a repeat Uh, And then their charred chimichurri steak on a smoked corn cake with pickled vegetable slaw and cilantro aioli. Probably that one will be on my list. Uh, I used to like the uh, uh, chimichurri uh, that you would get on the skewer that had the uh, pesto on it. Yeah. Uh, this is different, I know, but but still, uh, this one would be one that would be interesting to me. And finally, for dessert, a s'mores whoopie pie ion. Mm. Oh, pylon. That's supposed to be an L, because it's ESPN and it's NFL. Okay. The s'mores whoopie pie lawn, smoked chocolate cake, graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate ganache, and candied bacon.
0: Now. I I I love ESPN. I mean, I love football. I love ESPN. But when you think that maybe a burger, some kind of sliders or something, would be good for a football game, like burgers and hot dogs. I don't. I have never gone to a football game and had a chimichurri steak. That's all I'm saying. No, you...
1: I, I hear you. I think it's more of the flavors from fire thing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Than it is the NFL and ESPN.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because honestly, the NFL on ESPN would probably have been better off uh, being the sponsor for Brew Wing at the Epcot Experience in its collection of chicken wings.
0: Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with you there. Viva la France.
1: Yes, France. Uh, Another one that I probably won't uh, decide to visit. Uh, Warm beignet filled with three cheeses. Yeah, sounds interesting. A savory beignet. Um, escargot croissant with garlic and parsley. I've had a couple of friends that have tried that and really enjoyed it, but I just can't get past Escargot. Um, and then finally, the Coco Vin is a chicken braised in burgundy wine with bacon and puffed potatoes.
0: That oh, might be interesting. Yes. Me, if you mention but... bacon and puffed potatoes, come on, Bob, I'm in.
1: And then finally, a uh, vanilla creme brulee with Grand Marnier liqueur. Uh, Contains alcohol. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Fancy. I'd be in. I probably wouldn't get the warm baguette. I would go over to my uh, over to Riverside at the French Quarter and get my baguettes over there. But I would definitely do the escargot with the garlic and parsley and try that and or to have that again. And I would also do the because it's good. I don't mind snails. I eat a. Uh, I mean, you, I don't know the difference between snails and having uh what's the other one? Uh, what's the fry, a calamari, what's the difference? A snail, a squid, here, a potato, potato, right, Bob? <laughs> I'm sure you've had calamari before, haven't you? Yes, oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so what the hell's the difference between a calamari and and, 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 a, and a snail, Bob? I think they're oh, both pretty nice. Na- one
1: one <laughs> yeah. swims, one crawls. What's the difference? Eats.
0: It's just, I, I mean, if you look at them, how do you say which one's uglier, Bob? I mean, it's really, uh, try, I mean, it's good, Bob. I try it. And then anyway, I would do the braised burgundy, with, uh, the bacon and puffed potatoes, the chicken. That sounds awesome.
1: That would be cl- closest for me at France uh I I mean the warm beignet filled with three cheeses that that sounds like it would be really delicious it's just not, I don't know if I'm going to have a limited number of things I don't know if I that'll make the cut uh the chicken the braised chicken might now let's have a little bit of fun for the 1000th year in a row Germany tracks out the same menu
0: it's sad uh, it really is yeah. it it's really really sad
1: The the sadder part is uh, I'm actually tempted by the pasta gratin with ham (laughs) this year.
0: It is good. It's good. It's awesome. But it's like, change something.
1: Mary made something similar for really just earlier this week for 4th of July, but it was a sweet version of what reminded me of this pasta gratin dish because I've had it many times in the past. And I I thought to myself, if that's on the menu again this year. And, uh Silly me, like it wouldn't be on the menu this year. I said I think I'm going to try that because it's a savory version of, of a similar type of thing that Mary made. So it's pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. I very may, very well may get this uh, roast bratwurst in a pretzel roll. Oh geez, I've had that a trillion times. And then the apple strudel with vanilla sauce. Both uninnovative. Mm-hmm. Marketplace in Epcot, same menu every year.
0: No, it's sad. It's, uh, the, the Germany Pavilion and the Italian Pavilion, it's, I mean, how many times are you going to get the same damn ravioli? Am I, I wrong? I,
1: I, well, wait till we get to Italy. They have nothing but ravioli.
0: But what about, you know, like I haven't gotten there yet either, but I said, because my, my godson, Jimmy, I went down to One Food and Wine. Remember, that was the year I seen you and Mary. I took the, my brother-in-law and my godson went mm-hmm. with me, and uh, yep, yep, yep. he bought the ravioli for me, and I enjoyed it. It was good, but it's a, it was a ravioli. How about a lobster ravioli? How about you change it up each year? How about something different in there?
1: Well, see, I've said that a couple times already today, but I've been, been saying it pretty consistently uh in the past and it's and it's i want to get something that is uh a little outside the box i mean i i I can make a bratwurst i could buy a pretzel roll put put the bratwurst on it Mm -hmm. mary just made this pasta gratin just a more sweet version as opposed to a savory version but we talked about it and she said sure i could make that Um, So I want to have something that I know I'm not going to do. Like, for instance, if we move ahead to Greece, Mm. one of the things that I'm really excited about, because I haven't seen it on the food and wine menu, or at least up until the point where we had to stop going because of uh, relocation north, was the griddled cheese with pistachios and honey. I mean, I'm not going to be able to figure out how to griddle cheese and then put a drizzle of honey and pistachios on top. But I have had this in the past and I do know it's outstanding. So it I'll is def-
2: good.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely get this one. In fact, this is one, although by the time I would get it and then walk it back to the resort because we're staying at Dolphin, um, it probably wouldn't be so griddled anymore. This would be one Mary would want that I could easily think, think that, oh, geez, I should just buy one of these and take it to her and see see if she enjoys it again. You Uh, need
0: to get her to meet you over at the fence by International Gateway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, depending on where Greece is, if it's close to that fence, Mm -hmm. then probably that would work.
0: Yeah, just Um, have her meet here.
1: They also have Spanakopita, which Mm -hmm. uh, is is something they have uh, pretty much each year. And then um, I'd be interested in this lamb Busaka. I know lamb's not your jam. No, but, um, lamb is not my
0: jam. The way to say it's it. Bob. Not
1: your jam, but that, but that, that's probably one I'd be interested in getting to. Um, just uh, because, again, it's not something I'm going to make.
0: Yeah, like I said, the these the shrimp and scallops to me is like potato chips, Bob. I can't walk by them without grabbing a couple. So, you yep. follow me, and but I hear you. hear you. I hear you. Uh, Hawaii. We're always in for um, some of these. So, so, you know, I should probably get to a point
1: uh, along the way where I get as critical of Hawaii as I have been of Germany. It's just Germany has just been the same menu since I started going to food and wine in 2011. So, <laughs> but Hawaii um, has the Kahlua pork slider with sweet and sour, dole, pineapple, chutney, and spicy mayo, as they do every year. It's a phenomenal dish, phenomenal little sandwich. It's won the festival for me a couple of times, yes I it's
0: a, it's like it, the it's like the Canadian filet. it has to be on the menu, like okay, I'll make exceptions when it's possibly top five of ever of it's in the top ten of anything that's ever been at the festival. Can we agree on that when it's right? The pork slider's is incredible, isn't it
1: oh yeah i I know, I do agree with that, like so I said, it's that one so that that gets it that
0: gets special me, yeah. compensation when you're that good bob that that's yeah. why whatever's at the Germany pavilion, it's never been, it's, it's, it's never been top 10 foods ever. If if Uh, it was, uh, then we'd accept it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I kind of enjoy Germany's, um, flower and garden menu much although that. doesn't change either, but I enjoy that menu much more than I do the food and wine, uh, bratwurst and, uh, pasta gratin menu, uh, because they have the pancakes. Well, and uh, the pancakes with like the ham on top of those the potato pancakes those are those are really great.
0: Yeah, we I've I had them actually last the potato pancakes because I love them, but I prefer the the brats and the uh, the uh, mac and cheese that you get the normal mac and cheese at the back there the, no, the noodle gratin that uh, John and, told us about so, more than this. Uh, so
1: I have had that, and I just saw a, a dining review. In the last couple of days, uh, where they got the brat back there at Sommerfest, and he showed the menu, the pasta gratin or that noodle gratin is not on the menu right now.
0: Well, is it? Are you sure it's not Because there's two different stands I used to get it from.
1: No, no, it was in the
0: backs,
1: in the back okay. of Sommerfest, right next to the opening of okay. the beer garden. Um, he showed the menu, and all, all they had was bratwurst and a pretzel uh, uh pretzel.
0: Yeah. yeah well maybe as things get rolling again it'll, they'll start making it again because it's I, it's summertime maybe they're slow on the draw with that again but there was nothing like get one of those brats getting noodle gratin cut the brat up real small toss it in the noodle gratin you got heaven
1: oh yeah i be i i've had them both and um if i had to choose between the two probably take that noodle gratin yeah. But I was really disappointed because uh I in fact I watched the dining review on purpose because I was hoping to see that he was going to eat it and then when he showed the menu and it wasn't there I looked at Mary and said they don't even have it on the menu.
0: No. So well, maybe by maybe by August I hope you're right
1: as things uh, uh Yeah,
0: things are slowly things coming back. Fight. Everything's not open open yet. So we're going to let them slide and see what happens right now.
1: Well, we're going to move off of the Kahlua pork slider, and we're going to go to the teriyaki glazed spam hash with potatoes, peppers, onions, and spicy mayonnaise. Um, Honestly, I've always found it to be more hash than spam, so Mm -hmm. pretty popular. Everybody raves about it when I watch them on a live stream or on a dining review, but I've always found it to be a little disappointing. In fact, I have... I think in one of my Disney cookbooks here, I think I have the recipe for it. I have told Mary I think I can make it better myself.
0: Well, I uh, have gone, I have gotten it, and you're right. But I've also told them to throw, I've had them make mine and put more spam in it because I oh. like spam. And they do, oh, they cool. will add more to it. And I've got the slider and this almost every single time. So good.
1: Oh, good. No, good tip. Never even occurred to me to ask them to do that.
0: Yeah. So so yo, 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 I want to, no, 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 Put the spam in there. The the, the dishes, it's, it's spam is the main thing. Put it in there. There's more of the hash than there is the spam and I'll add more for you.
1: So this third one I have had once, uh, not because it wasn't good. Uh, was it only a one-time deal for me, but it, you know, it's something that is rather on the ordinary side. If you, like sushi and you have a good sushi restaurant that you go to when you're at home. Tuna poke with eel sauce, spicy mayo, and crispy shrimp chips. And then finally for dessert, a passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts. So I'll pass on the desserts, but if a dessert uh starts with cheesecake and macadamia <laughs> nuts, it's probably gonna be the <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've had the I've had the tuna poke before the problem with I with me is with tuna. I love tuna. Like, I like fresh tuna. I, tuna fish is not my jam. I eat it once in a while, but it's not my favorite. I prefer regular tuna. But when you're giving me tuna, it, I mean, I am going to be... The biggest food critic on on the planet, because it better be perfect for me to eat a tuna. I, you know, I, it has to be right, because it scares me. Why? Because if tuna is wrong, it could it could ruin your vacation. You know what I mean, Bob? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, no, I, I, I stay I, away I get, from it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind having it if we're having sushi at home. Yeah. You know, I mean, anytime you have any type of sushi, you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit. Fortunately, mm-hmm. we've usually been uh, pretty lucky. But, but yeah, I, that would be one. Again, I've also said this all along over the years. You're, you know, there's 32 booths here. Uh, they each have maybe two, three, four items. You're never going to be able to eat everything. So oh. you have to kind of, like, cut your list down a little bit. Uh, If if that's what you're in the mood for on a given day, then Tuna Pokey was good. Uh, We couldn't argue with you. But if you were going to pick one of the three things from Hawaii, I would go with the slider.
0: Yeah, every single trip, I've had this multiple times, but most of the time I get the slider. I get the, the spam. I head over to a tray with a cold beer, over to a table with a cold beer, and I'm in heaven for about 20 minutes. So I enjoy that booth a lot. Get myself a, whatchamacallit, a longboard. As they used to serve. They don't have it here this year, but they had longboards there before. The Kahlua longboards? Dakona? Yeah, yeah, longboards. They did.
1: And prior to that, they did their pipeline porter. Yeah. And I was really, um, I, I, the very first time I had the pork slider, in fact, I'm sure it was one of the years that I named the pork slider as the best in the festival, um, It was. I had it with a Kona Pipeline Porter and they just paired together so beautifully
2: mm-hmm. um, and you're right
1: they have changed the Kona beer over the years they've had Longboard I've, they've had, I think I've seen them have their Fire Rock and this might be the first time I've seen them having the Honolulu uh, in the IPA yeah. so it'll be, uh, be enter- that would be interesting uh, Maybe, maybe I'll pair those together
0: yeah, so, so I would a, be I would be getting the slider to spam. I'd send Brenda over to Canada to get me a, a moose head and we'd be enjoying ourselves. So, oh there you go. Yeah so you got
1: your menu all, all yeah. set. So all yeah. <clears throat> <throat> So at hops and barley. Uh we have a New England lobster roll, lobster with herb mayonnaise on a griddled roll. Um hot beef sandwich with hors- horseradish cream and pickled vegetables. And a fresh, freshly baked carrot cake with cream cheese like
0: Yeah, I, I would try the first two, but I would probably I would probably do them on separate separate occasion because lobster roll and a beef sandwich with horseradish don't go good to me.
1: Yeah, I would I agree with that. Um, I probably would pass both of these only because I've had the lobster roll from Hops and Barley before and been disappointed pretty much every time. And when I see hot beef sandwich with horseradish cream, you know, I could pass on the pickled vegetables. That's yeah. not that big of a deal to me. But a hot beef sandwich with horseradish cream, that, again, is something that I could just envision making myself. Yeah. So so that being the case, I, I probably would pick something a little more out of the box. Than mm-hmm.
0: soup. Yep. We're going to India now, Bob.
1: Yes. Opening October 1st. We can't go till October 1st. Uh, which is good because we got to get all uh, you know all the paperwork in place and that okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, warm Indian bread with pickled garlic, mango salsa, and coriander pesto dips. I uh, just think uh, mini version of sana, yeah. um, their bread service. Uh, korma chicken with basmati rice crispy chickpeas and spiced yogurt sauce. Uh, Honestly, that would probably be the thing I would get if I um, were there after October 1st. And then finally, a madras red curry with roasted cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpeas, and Ben's original basmati rice. I gotta be honest with you, that typically wouldn't be something that I would um, have had on a list two or three or four years ago. But I'm a little bit more into curries in the last year or so, and um, I've roasted cauliflower a bunch of times uh, well since I retired and
0: I, I just love it. yeah so, Brenda does yeah. it all the time. She does cauliflower and broccoli all the time.
1: I don't do broccoli as much I have. I would do cauliflower and brussels sprouts.
0: Yeah, she does the broccoli in California. She does Brussels sprouts too. We I do the spr- Brussels sprouts on the grill quite a bit too. So So but I would do the Corman chicken with the, the Basimi Rice. I would try that. I wouldn't do the red curry. I'm not a red curry kind of kid, but I would I would do uh one of the Taj Mahal premium lagers. I would try that. Yeah, that
1: that would be in your uh in your beer list. I can yep. see that. Yep. Wow. So uh so this this one really, really disappoints me, Doug, because uh two of the three things I would have gotten. Uh opening October first is Ireland. And you know, we talked about it a little bit ago, their fisherman's seafood pie. Um I'm gonna say it's back because there were a couple of years that it went away. Uh, They're roasted Irish sausage with Colcannon, potatoes and onion gravy. Why they don't just call it bangers and mash, I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, And warm chocolate pudding cake with Irish cream liqueur custard. I I definitely would have had the Fisherman's Seafood Pie, and I definitely would have had the roasted Irish sausage. Uh, The fact that it's not going to be open is just, well, makes me sad.
0: Well, it makes you want to run into... Run into Rose and Crown and get yourself the Shepherd's Pie and the Bangers and Mash and call today.
1: Well, if I went into Roses and Crown, I would probably pass on the Shepherd's Pie and I would just get the bangers yes. and mash. Yes. And honestly, it's not beyond me yet. You and I talked about this at one point. You know, there's a lot of things that are on the menus here that are really tempting, but I'm I'm gonna weigh what it is I sample at food and wine versus maybe getting the bangers and mash because it, you know, it's been a while since I've been into Epcot. I haven't had food and wine in a long time, but I also haven't had bangers and mash in a long time. I also know how good the bangers and mash are. Uh, I, it's going to be a little bit of a tug of war for me. My stomach's well, going to have to decide that day.
0: Well, the sad, the crazy part is, is and this is where I'll say Disney's awesome, as far as the prices in this restaurant are probably, the for the bang for the buck, is probably the best deal on property because – The shepherd's pie I've had before, too, Bob, and shepherd's pie with the ground beef, seasonal vegetable, English peas, mashed potatoes, and McCall's Irish cheddar is out of this world, and it's only $22, and the bangers and mash is only $21. How do you go wrong with either one of those? I mean, you're full.
1: Yeah, bangers and mash all day long, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Mary and I actually, a number of years ago, went there and... Um, I think we both were really um, aching to have the fish and chips. And we were looking through the appetizers and said, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we get a bangers and mash? We'll split that as our appetizer and then we'll have our fish and chips.
0: Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you can't go wrong. I mean, the fish and chips, the shepherd's pie and the bangers and mash on this menu are to die for. My godson has had the Welsh Pub Burger, which he still raves about. So, I mean, uh, the food in here is out of this world, and I, I, I you can't go wrong there. Uh, plus, I, I don't, yeah.
1: I don't think so. I think it's one. Of, I mean, with uh, you know Captain's Grill now, the wave is going away. I know you didn't. We talked about this Sunday. You didn't have a good experience. It's there. sad because those, the those two times
0: me, before that, breakfast was out of this world for me at the yeah, wave. Those, those two restaurants to me now that they're
1: gone well the way it's not quite gone but it will be by the time I get there um, those were two of the best kept secrets on Disney mm. property as far as I was concerned I would say the best kept secret in the parks is Rose and Crown Yeah. I mean it's not even considered the best restaurant in Epcot and for the value and the taste of quality of the food I think it's the best restaurant in Epcot
0: it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. I mean, I still love my LeSellier, but for pound for pound, I I mean, I convinced you and you're on my team now. I mean, I raved about the bangers and mash for years before you tried it. Am I wrong? Uh,
1: I You did. And I would so pass on LeSellier
0: yeah.
1: 100 out of 100 times to go and have the bangers and mash at Rosencrantz.
0: It's it's fine. I just have so many memories with my father and family in La Cellier. See, because La Cellier was my restaurant before everybody knew about it. If you understand what I'm saying, it was like back in '97, '98, '99, early 2000s. We ate there multiple times every trip. We could walk right up and get a get go downstairs and eat. You, you understand what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. it got the cult following and kind of ruined it because it it's it changed a lot because now and then it became a conveyor an assembly line trying to get you in and out of there, so it used yeah, to be a I, nice I, relaxing, and the food the food's still good, but the atmosphere isn't the same, but i would
1: we always found uh, it to be yeah. a little bit better at lunch than dinner because yeah. lunch tends to be a little more laid back than mm-hmm. dinner. I agree with you on dinner; it seemed to be so hectic that they just wanted to get
0: run you to in and out
1: get you on your way, yeah.
0: But it's a shame. I, I mean, the fisherman pie I've had many times; it's awesome. And then the roasted Irish, uh, the Irish sausage, and the, uh, the bangers and mash. I basically would try their. I would eat theirs again too. I like the bangers and mash better in in the pub, but they are good there too. Italy, Bobby. So I'm
1: to Italy, and you wanted to talk about ravioli, so here we are. Uh, crispy half moon breaded mozzarella filled ravioli with pomodoro sauce. So what I'm imagining there if you've been to St. Louis or know what toasted ravioli is uh, uh, a breaded uh, uh, ravioli that uh, is hopefully um, deep fried or at least uh, toasted some way uh, filled with mozzarella which isn't as good as one that's filled with uh, of beef but but um that does sound interesting i'm probably going to pass because it's ravioli yeah uh, but uh that that's interesting then they have a second ravioli dish which is grilled chicken ravioli with alfredo sauce romano cheese and presimoolo and then finally uh this is different uh generally they'd uh have um oh jeez Now it just escaped my mind what their dessert used to be. It'll come back to me probably when we move on. But they have what's called a bomboloni, a cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar.
0: I'll be honest, I'm proud of them. They changed it a little bit. I would try both of these to try them because I would like to, to taste them. I mean, to try it, I know you can get ravioli at home, but. I would try both of them because at least they tried. They changed it up. It's still a ravioli, but they made it different. It isn't the one with the 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 regular sauce and the marinara sauce? And here you go. At least these are two different ones, and I've never had these two. And I'd like to try them. Just to say, I did, Bob.
1: Yeah, I it, I can't argue with you. I mean, it is a new menu. Unfortunately, they have no good beers on the menu, though.
0: Yeah, well, they don't have Peroni. Yeah, they do. They have awesome beers on the menu. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'd have my Peroni, my wife would have her Pinot Grigio and we'd have a couple ravioli. We'd be happy, Bob. There you go. Let's head over Japan. to Japan.
1: Okay. Uh the land of the rising sun has uh, teriyaki chicken bun. Steamed bun filled with chicken, vegetables and teriyaki. I've had it. Uh, don't be thinking steam bun like the bao bun over in China. This is a completely different construction. It's a lot more doughy of a bun, uh, than what China supplies. Um, I was, uh, not a big of fan of this as I was of the Chinese version of the beef bao bun. Uh, second item is interesting. Crunchy shrimp served with yuzu crab green onions, and eel sauce served on a bun. Um, spicy hako sushi. Spicy tuna and salmon served box style with red tempura crunch and volcano sauce. You got me at volcano sauce. <laughs>
0: I would probably... I, I've never had crunchy shrimp before, Bob. Have you?
1: Yeah. Uh, you mean like a uh, like a tempura shrimp?
0: I'm like kidding. I've never heard of it called crunchy oh. shrimp before. is what my point <laughs> yeah. is. It, well, it kind of makes me think that you forgot to take the shell off and you cooked it.
1: Oh, well, hey, you never know. Yeah. But different different cuisine? No, but I I would
0: <laughs> that's, I would that's literally a good point. I was going yeah, That's yeah.
1: a good point. I'll put it on my list. Now I might need to be more careful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I would try all these to be honest with you. I would try it. I mean, you know, the tuna scares me, but I I would still, I would try. I I would, if it was winter, I mean, if it's chillier, I would try the spicy tuna and the salmon, but I would definitely have interest in trying all these, so. Yeah, so I I
1: didn't put the chicken bun in my initial pass through the menus, uh, but I did put uh, the tempura shrimp and the spicy sushi on my list. Uh, we'll see, like I said, it's gonna be a tug of war between this miniature list I've made over here and uh whether I go get bangers and mash. I'm only in the park one day, so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna be there from eleven o'clock to eight o'clock just eating so well, see, I, have
2: yeah, to, I
1: have to go I have to go spend some time with my wife or she may not be here when I be there when I get back. <laughs>
0: uh, well, now we got two new ones, Kenya and the lobster landing, two new booths, yeah. which is exciting.
1: Again, just... Yeah, again, disappointing because they're going to be opening October 1st, and I won't be able to uh, stop by either. I would have tried both Kenyan dishes.
0: Yeah, they uh, both look and, good.
1: Yeah, Kenyan coffee barbecue beef tenderloin with sweet potato and corn mealy pap and kachumbari slaw, and then piri-piri skewered shrimp with citrus-scented couscous. That sounds awesome. This, yeah, I think they've served this at other booths in the past okay yeah um, i know
0: what you're talking about because there has been couscous ones
1: and there's and, it, and there was the the shrimp on the skewer i know that i've had those before uh i'll be interested i have to go back in my uh records and see if it's the same recipe and they just moved it to a different marketplace but that wouldn't be the first time they've done such a thing. Yeah. Uh, but both of those I would have tried, and then Lobster Landing.
0: Well, Ooh. I would try both of them, and I would chase it down with a Tusker Lager because I've had many Tusker Loggers over at the Animal Kingdom. You know, and we're they're very half, good.
1: You're only halfway through this list, and you've had an awful lot of beer, fella.
0: I'm hammered, but I'm well, I'm not. I, I'm taking an Uber <laughs> home, buddy.
1: <laughs> so Lobster Landing. Um, New England lobster tail with lobster bisque sauce, Uh. lobster chowder with bacon, corn, potatoes, and oyster crackers, and baked lobster dip with Old Bay chips. I got to be honest with you, the lobster tail or the lobster chowder out in that October 1st range, or the lobster tail at least, even when I go in August, I would have tried both of those for sure.
0: I would all three of these. I'd be sitting down. Again, I grab another Tusker Lager and enjoy myself with all three of these. Looks really good, really good. And then you got another another new one. You got what were you? Yes, yours?
1: mac and cheese. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not really big into macaroni and cheese. A couple of times they've had macaroni and cheese dishes at at uh, Flower and Garden or at Food and Wine, and I've always found it to be okay, but when you take a look at these constructions. I'm in. All four. Yeah. Give me more you beer. Might,
0: Moosehead. Let's go. Change. Well, for me,
1: the traditional macaroni and cheese with herb panko no. or the truffle macaroni and cheese with herb panko, I'd probably pass on those two.
0: But, I would try to truffle, Bobby. I'm in for truffles because I'm, you know, I'm super sophisticated. I love my truffles.
1: Yeah, it just has too strong of a taste to me.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I, yeah, I hear you. So
1: I so would like I this cowboy macaroni and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, and onion straws. Mm -hmm. That one would have been in my wheelhouse. Mm. I would have loved this next one except –
0: Plant-based sausage.
1: Macaroni and cheese with house-made Italian sausage and peppers. Sounds good until you get to the parentheses.
0: (laughs) Plant-based. Nah, but I'm, I'm happy. It's uh, three new booths in a row, Bob. We've been pissing and moaning about booths, and there's three in a row.
1: Yep. Well, like I said, there's uh, uh, those three are uh, among the nine that don't don't open till October 1st. I meant to count the uh, new booths up, but you're right. Uh, three new ones. If we could only get Germany to change its menu, it would be like having a fourth. Mm. <laughs> okay, Mexico. All right, crispy corn tortillas, Not a fan of corn tortillas.
0: No, I hate corn tortillas. Flour, baby, flour.
1: Me too. Crispy corn tortillas tossed in salsa verde and Monterey Jack cheese topped with crema mexicana, queso cotilla, pickled onions, and ground chorizo. Love chorizo. Do not like corn tortillas. Mm -mm. And then tacos de ribeye. Uh, See that? Shaved ribeye, red onions, and poblano peppers on a corn tortilla with rancho, ranchera salsa, cotilla cheese, and chives. Um, And then for dessert, a abuelita chocolate bread pudding served with a chocolate creme anglaise.
0: See, I would get the shaved ribeye and eat it open-faced and don't eat the shell, but eat all the steak and everything else with it.
1: Yeah, that, see, and that, that, the, the other thing that I would have as a critique for Mexico, and, you know, when I'm going, if I'm going through Food and wine. I, I, I don't need humongous portions, not, certainly not the portions that they supply uh, at Festival of the Holidays, those big yeah. portions that they have. Uh, because if you're going, for me, if you're going through one of the festivals, you want to try a number of things. You just said over the course of several days that you and Brenda tried quite a few items. And, uh, and some of them you went back and had again, because you enjoyed them so much. Well, Mm -hmm. if they're really huge ones, you're just not going to be able to eat that much food. Well, when it comes to Mexico's, I I think they're at the other end of the spectrum for me. Not, not only are they not like huge, they're not like sort of a normal size. They're really, really small.
0: They're finger mm-hmm. tacos I call
1: them. Yeah, it, it basic. Yeah, basically. And for me, why well, spend the money on that when I can go around the corner to China and buy a different buy another beef bao bun? So,
0: or or walk right around the corner at the Mexican pavilion and get a regular taco for <laughs> double the size about the same money. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Another okay, new one, but, the noodle exchange, Bobby? Yes.
1: And I'm going to tell you I was going to ask you at the end which Ah, uh, maybe I will ask you at the end. Never mind. Ah, oh, it's too late. I kind of spilled it. Yeah. So I was going to ask you at the end uh, which boot caught my eye the most, and this is the one. Okay. That uh, didn't, didn't mm, sort of hit me from out of the blue, but it was like, hey, this one's really interesting.
0: And it's open so did, for you, Bobby.
1: Yes, isn't that great? I yes. have all. I have three of the items on my list. Mm. I bet you can guess which three. I know uh, the
0: one is curry, coconut curry. Yeah.
1: yeah so uh traditional spicy vietnamese beef pho with shaved beef inaki mushrooms and not so sure about that and thai basil char siu pork udon with inaki mushrooms bok choy and soy pickled egg
0: udon noodles are so good for you dude i get them all the time i love them i
1: love udon noodles uh, Mary would be surprised at me being interested in this next one because it's got rice noodles. Yeah. But, and I've tried to make rice noodles before and didn't really succeed as far mm-hmm. as I was concerned. Uh, but I'm going to try this because of that because I want to see what rice noodles should be like. <laughs> uh, shrimp and coconut curry rice noodles with shiitake mushrooms and Thai basil. Only problem I have with all three of those is that it has mushrooms in it. But I might be able to bypass my offended sensibilities. I'm not even so sure I wouldn't be tempted to try the tofu pho with um, pho, with uh, enoki mushrooms and Thai basil. But I, that's probably the only one of the three of the four that I would pass on. Uh, but the Vietnamese beef, the pork udon, and the shrimp and coconut curry very well may stay if I do decide to go through a bunch of food and wine items. Uh, I may be sitting at this booth for quite a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, none of this is super filling, so I would probably try the first two. I wouldn't do the shrimp and the curry. i maybe ask them to throw some shrimp into my undo udon noodles <laughs> and leave out the curry sauce. But They may actually do it. Yeah, so don't be afraid. All they can tell you is no.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's a good point. You you sort of brought it back to the forefront a little bit ago when you said um that you had asked for more spam. Uh people when you do go to the booth they're there to serve you, right? So if there's something that you don't want on it or you do want on it or you want extra on it, then go ahead and ask. The only the things that I've usually done that with are like condiments with the uh uh, the Kalua pork slider in Hawaii, for instance, I really like it to have a, a solid dose of the spicy mayo, mm-hmm. so I ask them for spicy mayo. So, I mean, they'll they'll do that. Got to be a little careful with it because the bottom of the little slider bun uh, tends to get a little soggy from the Kalua pork itself. Yeah. If you put more moisture around with the spicy mayo, you could be uh, eating an open-faced sandwich because you can't yeah. pick it up.
0: Yeah, well, I've also returned them. I've returned, and I'm not. Believe me, I'm not a nudge. I I, I accept some things, but like I've gotten the kahlua the Ka, pork sliders before also, where the basically the bun was so saturated it was no longer a bun. You follow me? And I asked them, can I can I wait till new ones come out? Because what happens is sometimes when they sit, like you're talking about with that moisture, it all absorbs into the bun, and now you got a big sloppy bun. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've had that happen, and and, 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 I, fact, and I'll tell
0: them I'll wait. I just don't want that one. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I don't want I uh, I don't want a sloppy roll. I don't. I want it to be what I'm asking for, not a big slop roll. Yeah, so, and I I
1: just I, and I've had that happen in the past, and you know back when I was going through rating the different items and then putting them in you know some type of a sequential order as to what I thought was best to least. Mm -hmm. um there were the years where the Kahlua pork slider didn't win it was either because the pork was overdone or because the presentation they gave me was sloppy enough that you couldn't pick it up like a slider yep and because i was rating it as it was presented to me um if i wanted to try it again to see if it was better the next time and often that i did because it's that good of an item Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just ate as ate it as they presented it to me, and that meant that I was using a fork in order to eat the pork and just letting mm-hmm. the and throwing the bun out because it was too sloppy to eat.
0: See now, next time rate it that way. Say that's what they gave it to you. I returned it, and then when I got the second one, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. See, this way
0: you're not it, eating. I I when I'm eating out like that, I, I'm not afraid of asking because I I wouldn't. It's like me. If I hung your door and it's hitting when you close it, why would you accept that? Well, you wouldn't God, accept I, that from me, would you? I'm not going to no, get paid from not. you if your door don't shut, right? So why yeah. should I get a pork slider? I mean, what is it? And I don't know the exact price. So we don't have prices here. But they're usually like 8, nine, eight nine bucks. $9. Am I wrong, Bob?
1: Uh, usually, at least they used to be like in that like $5 to $6 range because it is a smaller portion. Oh, okay. Um, but hopefully, you, they Hopefully yeah. they don't get that high. Usually, the uh, La Cellier was up. In yeah, the that 895. was eight ninety five. You're right. Yeah.
0: But the point yeah. is, you're buying it. Like, why am I gonna? Like, I've gotten a, the the Flamingon before, where you look at it and it looks like a hockey puck. I I I'm not playing hockey. I want to I want to I want it cook right. I'm not being yeah. mean here. It's what I'm I want. And if they get yeah. mad at you, that's their problem. It's not yours. What do they have to lose? They're getting paid for eight hours to be there. What do they care? Yeah, yeah. It ain't like they cooked well, it personally. Well, sometimes they have, though. <laughs> no, not all it's the time. Not not the servers. Usually the servers yeah. haven't. But yeah. you get my point. Don't be afraid yep. to ask if you're unhappy. Uh, refreshment yep. outpost, Bobby.
1: Okay, just uh, one simple dish here. Uh, it is a spicy githari, which is kind of like a uh, succotash, with white beans, pigeon peas, Ben's. I guess they mean Uncle Ben's. Mm. Oh, Maybe they don't call it Uncle Ben's anymore.
0: Yeah, they don't. No, it's it's not. It's politically incorrect. It's Ben's original now. They changed the name completely. My
1: sincere apology to that, everybody. Ben's original quinoa and ancient grains medley and kachambari slaw. Yeah, I'd probably probably pass it on that one.
0: 100%. Refreshment port. Okay, so
1: we have a braised beef poutine. French fries, Boorzen garlic and fine herbs, cheese sauce, cheese curds and gherkin relish. And then the dessert is a maple Boorzen cheesecake with whipped Boorzen maple bourbon cheese and candied pecans.
0: Yeah. And see, this is another example of what I would, I mean, I wouldn't mind trying their protein, but like I ate, a few years ago, uh, when I met Lisa and John for the very first time, like I met John before, but the first time I met Lisa and Judith at at, that, at Disney Springs, uh, I dropped Brendan and them off and I ran over to meet them at the Springs because we got in late that night, and, but I still wanted, I, I, I was looking forward to seeing them. Brenda was getting mom settled and the puppy settled, you know what I'm saying? So I ran out while she handled that just to be, to meet up. And I got the poutine there at the Springs. And because I was meeting up with them, I didn't take it back. But I should have. I got the poutine, and none of the cheese was melted on top. It was cold on top. Like, what's the per- The point is, but I didn't want to leave and waste the time. I just ate it, if you understand what I'm saying. But I was disappointed, and I told them there at the table. But I didn't want to waste the time to go back and fight with them that I could have been spending with my friends because I just – the first time I met with them. But now that I, I, if I'd have been there just normal, I would have returned that. Like, if you get poutine and and nothing's melted or done right, why would you even want it? Or it's cold. The idea of poutine is it's supposed to be hot, melted cheese cooked perfectly. Am I wrong, Bob? You can't enjoy it if if poutine is if 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 poutine's cold, the cheese cold. It, it's not good. Am I wrong?
1: No, I, honestly, for me, I'm just not a fan of soggy French fries.
0: No. But, but they, that's but, the but, deal, though. The fries have to be it, crispy. listen, right. if the fries are crispy and the cheese is melted properly and everything's great, protein is awesome. But if it's soggy, like we talked about with the Kahlua pork slider, if you get it and you start eating the fries and they taste like they've been in there for 20 minutes, I would take it back or an hour. I would take it back because it's not what they're. It's not what you're buying. Am I wrong?
1: Oh, well, you're not wrong. I, in fact, I'm, I'm sad that you didn't take it back because. You know it just made you not enjoy it that's the memory they left you with
0: right? exactly
1: and 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 i you know we, we criticize disney but i think we both agree that we think much more highly of them than from a service standpoint that they don't want to leave somebody with that memory
0: no i and i know if i would have took it back they did it but then i would have been waiting another 15 minutes for him to make my you understand what i'm saying and i wouldn't have been able to eat with tommy judith and john and lisa I was Mm -hmm. just trying, I just, I was sucking it up. Now that, now that I've met with them and all before, they had to wait for me to take my stuff back, you know? (laughs) But, you know, that's the whole point. Uh, But I I would try that. The Rotunda Bistro, another new one you're going to get to try, Bob?
1: Uh, let's, no, there was nothing on here that was really too um, exciting to me. Chilled smoked shrimp salad. Uh wild mushroom and truffle tart with Gruyere and creme fraîche. Two of the things I don't like. <laughs> Mushrooms and truffles. Uh and then chilled crab and avocado parfait with caviar.
0: I would have to try that just to say I did, Bob. Because it sounds out of it it's like a, 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 eccentric, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yep, it does. I mean it has caviar. Yeah. I, I if I'm if I'm gonna have something that I'm not normally gonna have at home, that would be one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, avocado parfait, chilled crab. I I would have to try because I love crab, so I would have to try that for sure.
1: Shivering sips hosted by Quirksicle.
0: Yeah, we talked to them. They were they might be coming on the show, so we'll see what happens. And it oh, was so really? weird. It was so weird, Bob. I called because they're a part of QVC. My wife orders things from QVC. She she don't order a lot, but she she puts QVC on in the background a lot. The fashion when she's you know cleaning or in the house or whatever. And Corksicle we've gotten from QVC like they've been around with QVC for years. So I contacted them about doing something about t- using it in Disney World. Don't you know? Like two weeks later, it was an announced that they're partners with Disney now. And i didn't even know it ain't that crazy did did you get
1: some type of a signing bonus or something like that
0: no i wish i did i got nothing bob but anyway
1: so at this
0: marketplace they have
1: shimmering strawberry soft serve and a waffle cone and banana bread with mixed berry compost
0: i I always like banana bread bob Maybe oh, early, like, if this if this is open early in the morning, I got myself a Joffrey's coffee and some banana bread. It might be a good way to kick off the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Sort of get uh, sort of get uh, uh, a little bit of a breakfast uh, uh, of banana and berries. I yeah, mean, that's pretty, that's
0: yeah. Nice, fun. nice coffee. Start I'm the sure. day off. Give you some protein. You know what I'm saying? Get you going, and then. Then roam over, go get on test track, roam around future world, and then come back to world showcase and eat. Get your f- food bag on. Feedback bag sure,
1: on. You, you sure? From a beverage standpoint, you sure get your fill of mimosas at this place.
0: Yes, you do. Absolutely.
1: Tropical mimosa, key lime mimosa, blood orange mimosa. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: Even well, a this, this booth with all the mimosas they have. This booth should open up at like. Not early when the rest of the park. Well, now the whole Epcot opens late, but hopefully that changes too. The park hours go back to normal, 9 o'clock for future. On. And if they do, I would like to see this booth open early because get your that, mimosas are made to be drinking dr- in the morning, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I, I had it with, uh, or at least have seen it uh, with every breakfast buffet I've ever been to.
0: Uh, Spain, Bobby.
1: This is my other big disappointment. I think I mentioned it earlier. Yes. Uh, Mary Mary, and I loved this booth. Uh, last time or two uh, we went. Uh, charcuterie with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, and olives with an herb vinaigrette. Spanish-style paella with rice, chorizo, and shrimp. That would have been a for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I mentioned it earlier, the seafood salad with shrimp, day scallops, mussels, extra virgin olive oil, white balsamic vinegar, and smoked paprika. I would have had
0: that for sure, and I probably would have went back and gotten
1: one and carried it over to Marion's <laughs> Resort,
0: sort of taste it. Yeah. A uh, nice uh, glass of wine for Brenda, grab my lager, and we'd be grabbing two of the 3 these. We would definitely get the paella, and we'd also get the salad, and we'd be in heaven. But- <sighs>
1: Wanky, saucy swine, another new booth.
0: Well, you might get, I think you're going to get one of these, Bob.
1: Yeah, uh, not the crispy barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese. I'll pass on those. The roasted porchetta with pork fat rosemary, roasted rosemary potatoes and lemon parsley salsa verde. That's probably the one I would try. Mm. The soy glazed sticky ribs with green onions and peanuts. Very tempting.
0: You got to try that one, too, Bobby.
1: And then the crispy pig ear salad with fire-roasted tomatillo sauce, pickled red onions, queso fresco, roasted corn salsa, and avocado cream. That one's got your name on
0: Bob, if my baby girl Precious, my old Keyshawn, was still alive, she'd fight everybody in the park over pig's ears because she used to get the, we used to get her to pig's ears all the time from the supermarket. They had a... They're for dogs. If you ever get your dog's pig ears, Mm -mm. they're like chewables. They're like uh, for the dogs are, and they're pretty good size and they're like raw high, but they're made out of pig's ears. And Bob, she would eat. She loved them things. She would fight everybody at the park for a pig's ear. So but I would get, I would try the first three to be honest with you. I'd have to try the sticky ribs for sure. So I I would try all three of these. Uh, And maybe not the first one, the pork rinds, but I would definitely do the, the pancetta and the soy glaze sticky ribs.
1: So those are on my initial list. We'll see if uh, if they finally make the make the cut. But yep, those uh, that looks like a good uh, uh, kitchen as well. How, how does this strike you? Before we move on to uh, uh, Morocco, now named Tangerine Cafe, bourbon bloody mary with. Lebrat and Graham Woodford Reserve Bourbon Whiskey.
0: That's a hell of a day to kick off today, is what I'm saying. And another, I mean, this should be served around nine o'clock in the morning, if you ask yeah,
1: me. Yeah, uh, dude, bourbon bloody mary. I don't even know if I've ever heard of a bourbon bloody mary.
0: Yeah, well, we might have to get a recipe for that one, Bob.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so uh, used to be called Morocco. Very interesting that it's called Tangerine Cafe. Um. Have they opened the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco yet?
0: Not that I know of, Bobby. I heard that if, if it is open, it's going to be under American ownership. If hmm. you follow I wonder me.
1: What if they're so. going to make changes to it or something? Because the booth here is called Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina.
0: Um, yeah, it's still closed. Have... I just looked it up. It's still closed as of July. I mean, as of now, it's not open. As of uh, the menus. Well,
1: that's a shame. That's a shame. So. Uh, Interesting menu. Normally, I'm not all that excited about the Moroccan menu. This is a lot different from what I've seen them have in the past. Mm -hmm. Fried falafel pita with tahini sauce. Uh, That is interesting to me. I've got that on my initial list. Um, Grilled kebabs with couscous, tomato, onion salad, and garlic aioli. And I missed this on the first time through, but the kebabs are lemon, garlic, chicken, moroccan spiced lamb and harissa marinated beef tenderloin tips. that for sounds me,
0: really good i would do two out of three i would i would give you the lamb unless i closed my eyes and tried it
1: and you might do that yeah uh then stone-baked moroccan bread with hummus zalouk and zoog dips and then for dessert a pistachio cake with cinnamon pastry cream and candied walnuts i'd be honest with you for sure the fried falafel and the grilled kebabs catch my interest.
0: Oh, 100%. They look delicious, uh, especially if they're as good as Spice Road Tables. Because, still, I mean, Spice Road Tables with their spicy garlic shrimp is my go-to. But I, I, I these kebabs look really good. If they're any bit as good as uh, the other ones in the Morocco in the spice in Spice Road Tables, they'll be out of this world.
1: I, I hope Tangerine Cafe uh, the Quick service gets reopened. That's going to make John very, very sad. That if that restaurant's going to go down for the count.
0: Yeah, there's rumors back and forth that it's going to open, but under uh, American ownership as of right now. So
1: I think the whole pavilion kind of yeah. switched over. Isn't yep. it? I, yep. It'll be interesting. Are any? I know that Spice Road Table is open.
0: Yes. But is and uh, that's being run by Americans too. American ownership now. Is Marrakesh opened or is that one no. still closed? No, it's still closed too. Yep, mm-hmm. they're both closed too.
1: I know they're doing a lot of work in there, so maybe when all's said and done, uh, we'll find out that uh, when all said and done, we'll find out that it's going to be similar to what we're used to. I mean, John turned me on to Tangerine Cafe. I mean, I, I think the about Schwama it's, it's real, the shawarma platter.
0: The shawarma platter.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a real tug of war for me if I were to go into Epcot, what it is I'm going to have because, I I, I mean, there's so many different options, way better in my mind than something like Magic Kingdom, probably even Hollywood Studios or uh, Animal oh. Kingdom too. But I, I could go in there. I could go to Yorkshire County Fish Shop and have Fish and Chips. I could go into Rose and Crown, have Bangers and M.A.S.H., I could go to Tangerine Cafe and have the shawarma platter. I could go into Summerfest and have that noodle gratin if they have it, get it back on the menu, and bratwurst. Um, And and I haven't even made it over to the China-Mexico-Norway section yet.
0: Yeah, see, now me and Bren at Hollywood Studios, believe it or not, me and Brenda enjoy the ABC Commissary. we they, since they've redone their menu years ago and changed it up. We've had some really good things there. We've really enjoyed. We ate there with Judith and Tommy last trip. But I love, absolutely love the Hollywood Brown Derby. That's our go-to place at Hollywood Studios. Yak and Yeti to me is second to none on property. It's it's right in top five of my favorite restaurants. I love it over there, and and I like. Uh, I also love the Nomad Lounge, Bob sitting outside at the Nomad Lounge at the Animal Kingdom. and But I agree with you at Magic Kingdom. I mean, we talked about it, I talked about it on a show or two ago, a few shows back or whatever. Maybe it was with Jen and Judith when we did that little menu show that we did. I, I think Casey Corners, Casey's Corner and Columbia Harbor House are my favorite two places in the Magic Kingdom, and that's sad.
1: Yeah. yeah it and really and is. And everywhere I just said in Epcot, I would pick ahead of the two you just said in magic kingdom absolutely
0: i, I, I think would. I, I love think columbia yorkshire, though but i, I hear you
1: York, yeah i think yorkshire county fish shop has better fish and chips than columbia harbor house i did like the salmon that i got yes. at columbia, columbia harbor house i would probably order that uh, uh, over anything from there and uh casey's corner eh, it's great but i mean i could have
0: But my point is, if you're hungry, you ain't going home. You got to eat when you're at the Magic Kingdom. And if I got to choose from the restaurants in the Magic Kingdom, I would choose Casey's or Columbia probably over every other one. Because, I mean, the castle is so overrated. It it needs to up its game. Uh, Be Our Guest is just a beautiful restaurant. Needs to up its game. Uh, Tony's Town Square. I've never had a bad meal, but it's like eating at the Olive Garden. So, I mean, it ain't my favorite. Liberty Tree Tavern, I know Pat says there's no such thing as tryptophan, but I'm sorry. I eat there. I'm ready to go to bed.
1: (laughs) You know, I got to tell you, if push came to shove and you told me I had to go to a table service there, and we may have talked about this Sunday, but I'll say it again, uh, it would probably be to Skipper Canteen. And if you told me I had to go to a quick service, I might just get a dole whip.
0: Yeah, well, I hear you. I mean, Skipper's Canteen, I had to the carry there last time. Brenda liked her meal. I had that seafood curry, and it turned my stomach so bad. I haven't been back yet. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, and the atmosphere—it was nice. It was okay in there. We had a weird uh, waiter too. He was weird. But anyway, I, I, I Magic Kingdom needs to up their game. The other three no, parks, I, have- I, I have places that I love. Tusker House has good food. Uh, the yak and yeti, inside and outside, is awesome. There's a couple really good booths around Epcot. I mean, Animal Kingdom that I don't know if you tried, Bob, that have some really good things that are off the beaten path that you need to check out. Animal Kingdom is a lot of hidden gems you should check into next so, time you are there. So,
1: so, as you know, Mary and I've done yak and yeti a number of times, yeah. um, and you know, had the, the similar type dishes to, that you had, like uh, uh, the firecracker shrimp. Uh, the want fried wontons, uh, the tuna nachos. Uh, generally, we'll get a bunch of appetizers and share it unless we're there with friends for well, dinner, which has only been one, to, one or two times. The place that I really want to try is uh, the new place over in Pandora, um, uh, Satouli Campine.
0: Yeah, the the, the Baal oh, burgers, yeah. they're all good. The hamburgers, it's really good. It's really good food there. So you would like that, Bob. Those yeah, burgers so, uh, are on, they but, have but, good food.
1: But, but walking into a park today, if I walked into Hollywood Studios, and I don't disagree with the On Brown Derby, but if I'm thinking only counter services, the first thing that comes to mind to me is to walk back into Galaxy's Edge and get a Ronto wrap. If I walk into um, Animal Kingdom and I'm thinking counter service, because I haven't tried Stouley Canteen yet, and I think it probably will be pretty good whenever that day does come. I would probably go to Flame Free Barbecue. And that's well, from someone who gets barbecue all the time in Tennessee.
0: Well, I'm telling it, you, if you do get a chance and, and, and you can't get into any of them and you're hurting and you need something to eat, if you go to the ABC Commissary, I promise you, if you get their shrimp tacos you will, add, and they have flour tortillas, they're not corn tortillas the the cabbage slaw the chipotle everything that comes with the mango salsa and all Bob it is it is awesome it is really really good and it's only twelve ninety nine for two big tacos you get two really it nice does. sized tacos
1: but don't you miss um, don't you miss uh, ABC Commissary and the menu that had the burgers and stuff I mean I, same can, thing with same thing with Pecos Bill I mean no but you can get a, a burger day... now
0: you can still get a burger there.
1: Oh, I thought they took it off the menu the last time I looked.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got fries with our shrimp, though. Uh, no, nope. I'm sorry, they did. They replaced it with a California burger, which is plant based now. You're right. Yeah,
1: see, so, so I, I mean, it, I there was a day where if we were talking about Magic Kingdom and counter service, Pecos Bill would be, would have been top on our list. In fact, Mary would always want to go there because she loved the Fix Inspire, and she would yeah. just take, get a burger take it off the bun and she would bury it under onions and ma- and mushrooms mm-hmm. and and that and that's how she enjoyed eating it so you know that's all changed now ABCs, and i understand changing menus i mean geez are just trying to like um up the game the other place we haven't tried yet but again we're you know i'm surrounded by barbecue places in nashville yeah it, the other place we haven't tried is regal eagle in epcot which would yeah. be tempting to try, but I'm going to walk past Bangers and Mash to do that. When I live there, I mean the hell, our favorite restaurant since we moved to Nashville is about five minutes from my house, and it's the best barbecue we've ever had in our life. So,
0: well, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, the next time you are go to, if you do like salmon, next time you do go to the Yak and Yeti. Get the salmon there, Bob. Miso glazed salmon. It is out of this world. It is. It's. It's my fa I think it's my favorite on the menu. Oh, great!
1: I so, see, and I didn't know that. I, I. I. wasn't. I didn't know that it was the salmon that caught your interest.
0: No, I've had it there the last few times I've gone. It's actually out of this world. Uh, the salmon at uh, Yak and Yeti. It's really good. So, now I hear you that we we've t- Jen, me, and Judith when we did the because I did menus. I did the menu from. Uh, the castle, uh, Cinderella's royal table, and be our guest. And actually, when I read the menus off, I didn't let them know. Remember how I did the menus, and yeah. I didn't tell yeah. you what the restaurant was. Huh? Uh-huh. I I read uh, Cinderella's royal table and be our guest, and both of them picked Cinderella's royal table over be our guest as far as what was on the menu. Wow. Yeah, and they were shocked too. So now. 'Cause they have changed the menu a little bit, but in my opinion, both those restaurants need to up their game. They those two restaurants should be, in my opinion, the most sought after restaurants on property. Like Disneyland has, you know, some of the best restaurants. Map of Rose and all is right there. You understand what I'm saying? Where nobody thinks about the Magic Kingdom for meals. And yeah. that's sad. Epcot, I got twenty places I want to eat there. So I,
1: I have one of my uh, one of my buddies that i used to work with that's a big walt disney world fan if he were on the show with us right now he'd be hitting me over the head because he one of his favorite places and one of his must do's every trip is tony's
0: okay yeah Yeah. well and the we we me and brenda have eaten there a couple times we don't have the bad experience and everybody else had brenda had a salmon there to Chi Loft. Uh, and I've I've enjoyed my meals there. It's like, cause I always enjoy going to Olive Garden. But I'm thinking that you're at Magic Kingdom. It should be as good as Tutu Gustos, is my opinion. The wine sort the, the pasta should like, I'm okay with noodles, a uh, pasta that's thrown in the hard pasta that you buy the rigatoni uh, the, or whatever, regular spaghetti you buy in a box. So I'm not, I'm not that big of a prude. I enjoy, you know, normal spaghetti, but when I'm going to a place like that, I think the noodle should taste like I'm eating over a Tutu Italia or Tutu Gusto's wine sour. Like they just made them. That's my problem with it. And, and the view there at Tony's is one of the ba- We've eaten outside on that patio a couple of times. Th- it is absolutely gorgeous, especially if the sun's coming down, watching the people watching as everybody's walking by. If the horse and the trolley come by, it's like, it's magical, Bob. But the food should be like, oh, my God, I've been trying to book that place for six months now. That's what it should be. All the restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. That's my opinion, especially it's, those three.
1: It's the uh, premier park. Yes. before I mean hey when October 1st comes around and they're celebrating the 50th the entire part is you know all of Walt Disney World celebrating the anniversary but you know darn well where everyone's going to be it's going to be Magic Kingdom
0: yeah for the most part it'll be packed And, and again that Tony's Town Square with that view and that you know I mean that should be absolutely out of this world. I mean they did up their me- they did change their menu they updated it so, but we'll go over it on another show. But the bottom line is that should be the I mean with that view and that real estate that and the same thing with the castle. I mean people should be fighting over getting in the castle and I have never had a problem booking a reservation for any client to get in the castle. And that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be. Am I wrong? It should no, be harder that, to get yeah. in the castle than La Cellier.
1: Yeah, you should. You're right. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, shocking to me. I, I would have thought that would have been like a must do for every family with young children.
0: No, because uh, the prices are high girls. and the food isn't that great. Yeah. So, well,
1: but. It's, it's, that's a shame. That uh, well, hey, we, we talked a little bit about it on Sunday. We're talking about it again today. I mean, you know, there's it, that's the one dangerous thing. I mean, you know, I I, I will confessed to being one of the most vocal when it comes to uh, critiquing uh, the, some of the changes that Disney has made. But that that's the fine line, right? Uh, the things you change versus the things you don't change. You and I would both agree... That uh, what was the name of the quick service over in America in Epcot that you hated? Liberty. Liberty Tavern. Tree. Yeah, Liberty yeah.
0: tyrant Liberty. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. So, Liberty yeah, so, Inn. Liberty so, Inn. It was so, called. So
1: Regal Eagle is an upgrade over that. A hundred percent. But but then there's there's other changes. Uh, I, I'm really really. Uh, interested to see what the wave becomes. Uh, it, it just, the wave was one of the places that Mary and I like to go and hang out uh, if we were doing a monorail crawl. And to have it now be gone and who knows what they turn it into, frankly, I could see them turning it into some type of a little higher end steak restaurant, which is great but um maybe not somewhere we would like so much to hang out as we did at the wave uh see. you know we loved captain's grill but we also love ale and compass so
0: yeah. in that
1: regard we're okay with the change
0: yeah see the wave i loved the food like the florida eggs benedict i raved many times about i loved the food there that was like i it was the last few years four or five years whatever it's been let's book a breakfast at the wave and then head over to magic kingdom. You follow me? That was a, tr- it right. became a mm-hmm. tradition. Yep. But the one thing I will say about the wave that I, I don't think they could make it. They, they, it can only get better. The atmosphere. I mean, the inside remind you of a wedding, a wedding hall. It didn't have much decoration inside. Yep, it was yep. reminding you of going to a wedding reception. Am I wrong?
1: No, it's very open with a lot of tables in the middle of the space. And, no, I I could see that. I mean, a lot of, uh, depending on how crowded it is, uh, a lot of noise. It's a kind of a noisy restaurant because it's so open.
0: And yep. it was too bright for me. Like, I enjoyed the food, but I would like to see a little more decoration, a little more design in there. And a little darker as far as I literally felt like I was in a wedding with the bright lights on me in there. Like, or I was in, when I go to my union banquet, I felt like I was at a banquet when I ate there. It didn't have any atmosphere to it. You could agree with me on that, no, and, and I think if, that's how they can improve it.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I would do. I would see them. I just would like that. Hopefully, it's not going to be. It's still going to be kind of on the casual side. Yes, that will make it more conducive for us to like just pop in if we're going, you know, through the monorail resorts. Uh, you know on some morning or afternoon if it if it is going to be like some you know higher end restaurant and hopefully with California grill in the building
0: i I, I, I don't they think they'll do that
1: Bob yeah you know, i I hope you're right because yeah because it, it you know that's one thing I would say is Disney needs to pay attention also to their balance between um, uh, swanky restaurants and casual restaurants I mean, here's a good example. So I was watching uh, live, uh, a live stream by that uh, 4K WDW uh, outfit that does the quiet walks through the parks. He just, uh, he, they just uh, published one about Boardwalk. ESPN Club's still not open.
0: No, it's I not. A lot of play- there's a ton of places. Flying Fish still isn't open. I,
1: so given the choice, I'd rather have ESPN come back. You know, I mean, it's a casual place. I guess we got to that point in our life where we've done so many fancy restaurants and so many fancy uh, dinners over the course of my work career that we're kind of been there, done that with all that stuff. And we just want to go out and have a nice casual time, be able to talk to people, not spend a thousand dollars to eat you know.
0: And I'll play devil's advocate with you with this, and I agree with you on that. But my point is, they should both be open at this point. The parks are crowded. Like, now everybody that would go to the Flying Fish is going to be an ESPN Club, because there's nowhere else to eat there. Disney dropped the ball with getting people hired and trained and brought back. They waited till the last minute, so they didn't have to spend a dime to have extra cast members ready. They'd rather have waited, and that's what they did, and that's why the bus, there's not enough bus drivers. That's why John's working like 50 straight days, if you follow me, Bob, they they because these the cast members have to go through their traditions. They have to re- get uh, certified, You under, like go through their courses again to go back to work. And Disney waited way too long, and that's why a lot of these restaurants aren't open. It isn't because they don't want to open. them. They don't have the employees to film right now. And that's sad. All those restaurants should be open at this point. I, that's why, and then that's also why I think Riverside and all wasn't an open, because one, they wanted to fill the resorts and take every last dime they could. Because why would you want to have workers in two buildings and four buildings when you could have them in two and completely fill both the moderates? And that's what they did, but I think they drugged their feet way too long, and now they're paying the price because they don't have the employees yet to open these places. Because if ESPN Club opens and Flying and Fish don't, everybody that would go to Flying Fish is going to be over there at the ESPN Club with you then you're not going to be able to get a table, Bob. And then they're going yep. to start making people pay an extra $50 to go to the front of the line, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Dude, go through allyears.net and look at the restaurants. There's almost as many closed as open still. That's ridiculous at this point.
1: Well, given the amount of people, like you say, I mean, yeah. You would think that, uh, <laughs> you would think that they would be a little bit more equipped and maybe, you know, give them a couple months, certainly by October 1st, right? I mean, a lot of these places, they're kind of gearing towards October 1st being ready. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, they have to have an idea already for October 1st, how busy it's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be nuts busy, but but um, if they don't have enough options, well, I mean, everything in Disney Springs is pretty much open at this point, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for the most part, and they're still – and a lot of the Disney Springs is hurting for cast members to help to start work. I mean, a lot of those places, if you go online – because I go through just to see what the atmosphere – I go through the, the job offerings all through the parks. Every week, I at least go on and look through to see who's hiring what because that gives me an idea of what – I do a Disney podcast, so I like to know everything. I like to be in the know. And a lot of them are still trying to hire staff. Like, they got many people working – too many shifts, if you understand what I'm saying. And yeah. and that that shouldn't be at this point. But and and I'll tell you this when I was at Hollywood Studios with Judith and Tommy and all, we were our last trip a couple months ago. You can't tell me that they weren't at full capacity. I'll fight anybody tooth and nail because dude, I could not move in that park. It was the most packed I've ever been in Hollywood Studios. I mean, over at uh I mean, one of the things that hurt it too is because of the way <laughs> the social distancing was, even though people weren't even, they weren't even applying to that anymore in the lines. But when we went into galaxy's edge, my wife was like, get me out of here. She was getting claustrophobic. It was packed. You went through that tunnel and you, it was just a sea of people, Bob.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I told you uh, not, uh, a couple trips back, not the one we just did in this past February, but the February right before the pandemic, I went in I walked in so we were hanging out in monorail resorts Mary didn't have a ticket she just wanted to chill so I went over to Magic Kingdom and I think I was in the park for at rope drop I went um, I think I was in the park for like 45 minutes and then I just turned around went back I said this is <laughs> crazy every single line was already like an hour line yeah and I had just walked into the place so I you know That's one of the uh, not to circle back and drag the conversation any longer than it already has been uh, this whole fast pass thing. But that's what my fear is, because part of what they're doing is 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 going to drive people out of the queue and into the park. And I'm feeling like the park sometimes feels less crowded because so many people are in line. Now you take all those people out of line and put them into the common areas of the park, restaurants, stores, et cetera, it's gonna feel like you're a sardine in a can no matter where you go, no matter what time of year, whether it's peak season, not peak season, winter, summer, it doesn't matter. Mm. And it, and it's gonna be, like you just said, unbearable. And yeah. I'm, I'm like Brenda, I don't like to be no. draft, a bunch no. of people. So no. that day, I just decided, screw this. I don't care if I'm, quote, unquote, wasting a park day. I'd rather go sit over at the resort
0: with my wife. Yeah, Brenda, Brenda, like the last time, that time we were at Magic Kingdom, she, she was getting freaked out, too, because she, like people's walking by her, grabbing her hip, touching her. You understand what I'm saying, Bob? It's just very uh, – she don't like that. She was, like, freaking out. And, and I don't blame her. And it, it'll get to the point where you book your trip. Uh, they should just do this, Disney. How about you do this? Put a price tag on every ride and you pick it. You, you pick, you make it a la carte then because that's what they want to do. And you just prepay for all your rides for the week and what time you get to go on them. And then uh, just don't go eat nowhere. Eat somewhere else. Just go in, ride the couple rides and go home. How's that? let see.
1: That's the, that's the thing though. I mean, they want you in the park. They because... want their
0: cake and eat it too is right, what the problem right, exactly. is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Charge me 20 bucks. I'll uh, go 20 bucks a ride. I'll go on the five rides that I enjoy and I'll leave and I'll go spend my money somewhere else then. If if you don't want me in the park, because that's what you're basically telling me. No, you want me to pay extra to get on your ride. You want me to eat your food. You want me to hang out. You want me to, you want everything your way. And screw me. And that's the point I'm starting to feel like. So. Can't
1: argue with you at all on that. I really can't.
0: But I've taken up enough time of yours today, Bobby. I really appreciate you calling me. It was a lot of like fun to ice. do for the yeah. wine. I can't wait to hear your review. Uh, we got to have you on when you get back to talk about it. And hopefully I can have you on now that you're retired, maybe a little more often if you want to join me and help me out with the whole John. Because uh, he can't get any days off. He's working like 57 in a row now. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: that is crazy. That is really crazy.
0: So I enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much. Again, we're going to say goodbye. Everybody be kind to one another, and we'll talk to you soon. Say goodbye, Bobby. Goodbye, Bobby. (laughs) Later, guys. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here.